Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. What about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to scream it too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios and coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch us on Facebook Live and YouTube. Be a part of the show there by chiming in and talking about what you want to talk about on this Friday. We are live from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock. So whatever you uh, want to get off your chest on this Friday, let us know and you can be a part of today's program. Coming up on today's show, we uh, were doing a normal Friday show for the first time in half a month because we've been doing watch-alongs these last two fridays talking pirate baseball today uh, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled program and talk to brian north coming up in about 25 30 minutes or so talk about what's going on in the world of sports and otherwise with north he'll join us coming up on the pirate radio live line in about 25 minutes at four o'clock tony dunn countycatchronicles.com will join us to talk nfl the baker mayfield to carolina discussion is back so we'll get tony and chandler's thoughts on that we've got some teams uh being too footballish on the football field and getting fined including the cowboys and my commanders so we will uh, discuss that as well got some nfl news and notes to pass along starting to get a little bit into fantasy football mode as i had a draft lottery this week we're starting to talk about keepers so might start to dive into some of that as well. And uh, and we'll talk Panthers QBs with Tony Dunn. We did our quarterback position preview with Stephen Igo for East Carolina earlier this week. Well, I'll ask Tony who his all-time favorite Panthers quarterback is. I wonder who that's going to be. Uh, his most underrated quarterback, his favorite Cam Newton play, and who is the, the quarterback that had the best performance against the Panthers he saw live. So we'll dive into some NFL talk coming up in hour two of today's show uh at five o'clock morgan aylers the birthday boy will join us happy birthday to the voice of dotty ficklin stadium and Minji's coliseum and the king of local politics morgan aylers we'll talk to him at five o'clock and mark greenheld's golf shop radio show will join us in the five o'clock hour to talk u.s open and it was not a great thursday for harold varner the third but all he needed was a, a pretty good Friday to get right back in the mix of things. That has not happened so far as we sit here at 3.03 p.m. Eastern Time. HV3 is plus two on the day, plus four for the tournament. And as of right now, is just a shot back of the projected cut. So he's still got a lot to play for here these next uh, 16, 15 holes or whatever, but he's got some work to do if he wants to make it into the weekend. So we'll keep you up to date on the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Dubuck. 
Chandler Honeycutt's here. Hey, Chandler. Dabuck. I think that's different. Dabuck. I'm here, baby. I think you can say Dabuck without being introduced. Nope. You disagree? Okay. Nope. Right. Yeah, because I was nope. getting ready to look at him and go, you could come over here and touch the damn button yourself. Nope. He had to be introduced. Very polite young guest, uh, co-host, whatever he is, producer. All right, uh, Chandler, go ahead and give us an Omaha update. Omaha! Oklahoma's up eight to nothing in the second. Eight? Eight to nothing in the second. Against who? Texas A&M. All right, thank you. I'm not watching. I'm watching the Braves try to win their 15th straight game. I forgot you were out on Omaha because when you came in today, I said, hey, Oklahoma, Texas A&M at 2 o'clock. You just looked at me. I know. And I was like, oh, crap. I remember Clip Brock is out on college baseball. Yeah. How do you keep forgetting that? I'm a forgettable person. <laughs> I guess I, I forget a lot of things. <laughs> I feel like I've reminded everyone quite a bit of that uh, this week. But um, I just I can't, I can't do it right now. Maybe – the, hey, I like watched the, uh, hockey the other night. I said I wasn't yeah. going to do that, and I watched overtime, and it lasted one minute and ten seconds, and the Avalanche beat the Lightning in game one. So maybe I can get back to uh, some college baseball, but it's too fresh. The wound is too fresh at the moment. I was saying the same thing after the Hornets got their ass whooped in ah. the play-in tournament about NBA basketball. I said I was out on NBA basketball. I said I might – tune in during the finals in the last two games i have tuned in I, I tuned in for game five and then last night i watched the warriors win their fourth in eight years hmm. uh in game six i uh i went to sleep early and didn't watch any of the basketball last night okay but uh i assume the warriors would take care of business uh at, at the celtics it, came out to a come off a heart a hot oh start i get i start that over the Celtics started off hot, yeah. getting up fourteen to two over the Warriors, and then the Warriors just could not miss between Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry. Next thing you know, they're up twenty, and then they ride it the rest of the way, and they win their fourth, uh, their fourth in eight years. I right, uh, the dynasty and uh, Chandler with a nice. I love some trivia. You put one on me earlier today. Yeah. What was the uh, question? Name the five active NBA players in the league today with four championships. Shirley, how many can you name? There's five. Name up. Name them. Uh, name at least the three. question again, please. The five active NBA players in the league today have four NBA champions or championships. championships. Who are those players? Well, okay, so four. Um, well, four. Steph Curry, obviously. Four of it. Four of them won their fourth last night. All right. four of them won? Four out of five. Four out of five. Okay, so Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Uh-huh. There's two. Uh, Draymond Green. Yep. There's three. Those were the three that I got immediately. Okay, right. and there's two more? Yeah. Th- all right. Um, there's one that was on the team last night. He he doesn't play that much he, anymore. He's more of a player coach He's now. won an NBA Finals MVP with the Warriors. In 2015. I don't know if she'll get this. Because um, for some reason, Kevin Durant keeps popping into my head. No. Nope. Andre Iguodala is that, the Yeah, other. I would have never Who gotten him. Who is the fifth player? Who's the non He did not make the NBA, or he did not make the playoffs this year. Didn't even make the play-in tournament. Um, anytime you hear Four-time tri- NBA champion. Anytime you hear a trivia question involving active NBA players, just say this guy's name, and you'll probably be right. 
Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Russell have, Westbrook. Have no, ever, no. Have you ever heard of LeBron James? Oh, LeBron. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think he had won four. Oh yeah. So he won. He I won, thought he, he only won three had won three. With the you know why? Yeah, because um, he, he won, won one the, in Cleveland. Uh, he won one in Cleveland. Oh, you and forgot, I forgot that, that one. one. Sometimes the forgettable one is the bubble championship. Yes, with the Lakers. I forgot about. It. So he won two with the Heat. One, one in the with bubble the with the Lakers, and then one with the Cavs. Yep. Yeah, that's the one I would have forgotten because I know he Cleveland, and then Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, people and make and fun the of the two. bubble championship. Well, I loved the bubble basketball because we didn't have sports, and then we did. So and I it was really it. good basketball, and it was fun. Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray, but it is kind Come of on. a lame championship. It is. Yeah, it is. All right, uh, let's take a look and see what people are saying. Steve says, Clippers! Clippers! He also says Vince McMahon fired himself. Maybe we'll get to some of that, but I don't you know. You are fired! So how about Vince McMahon? He's involved in uh, like some real-life shenanigans, and it's taking a step away. So He what? will be on Friday Night SmackDown <laughs> so, tonight. So what do they do? They promote him to be on SmackDown Genius! Tonight. I mean, they got to make a storyline out of it now, no matter how distasteful it is. The why, ratings will go through the roof tonight. Why should wrestling and WWE become tasteful now uh, after all these years? So, yeah, let's uh, let's make a storyline out of this thing. Uh, Susan Dean says, hashtag fire Matt rule. Yep. What was the video you saw earlier this week, Chandler? Please tell me you got that on tape. So, what was that from? Something with soccer. So we, I think the Panthers uh, and the Charlotte FC, the soccer club, uh, the new soccer club in Charlotte, got together and had some fun. Um, I think some of the Panthers players were trying to, uh, you know, get it by their goalie, uh, and then I, apparently Matt Rule. Um, got in there between the net and uh sam darnold of all people of course they love each other and sam tries to kick the ball into the net what is that why'd you do that oh they love each other man so what what does that i mean they just it's disgusting okay anyway um but of course sam darnold tries to kick it but uh by matt rule he blocks it and then he says please tell me you got that on tape so then, of course, the internet always wins. There was a lot of... Uh, there was a tweet that said, when the Panthers get their sixth win... <laughs> Please tell me you got that on tape! When the Panthers go 6-11. and 11 and, Please tell uh, me you got that on tape! Yeah, so Matt Rule. Still not liked amongst the uh, the Panthers crowd. Who's Who do the Panthers fans dislike the most? Well, I'll save it for Tony Dunn. Uh, Are you going to ask, like, between Tepper and Rule? That is what I was going to ask. I don't know. Is that an easy answer for you? Um, I I would probably have to go. I, I'll probably go rule on this. It's more disliked. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but yeah. And now, if David Tepper keeps it up, he will surpass Matt Rule <laughs> in a heartbeat because he is. Uh, things are going kind of downhill. Kevin Cozart is calling a shot. He says he's going to get that bush light. Well, this is not just your normal bush light because this is John Deere beer. That was beautiful. A case of the limited edition for the farmers, John Deere Bush Light. You can get it in 24 cans for free if you are a lucky winner coming up in hour three of today's show. Every dollar uh, that is spent, every, uh, or excuse me, every case that is bought, Bush Light will donate a dollar to Farm Rescue. 
so you can find these limited edition john deere bush light beers at your favorite local retailer today or just win them for free here on pirate radio live we have a score update on the buccaneer scoreboard Let's brought to you it. by the buck the buck uh texas a&m just hit a three-run home run it is now eight to three should oklahoma I, should i turn it over there if they get within three runs i'll turn it over there okay right now watching cubs braves they are scoreless at wrigleyville cubs wearing some ugly coming up tonight on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by debuck debuck texas notre dame coming up at seven o'clock tonight in Omaha. yeah so who are you pulling for i'm gonna be it was it was horns down all weekend long but why not just go for texas why not just say screw it i mean it's it's the best lineup in the college world series it's the best lineup i think in college baseball i think they can get it and done I mean, you're a college baseball guy yeah you, i mean yes uh, of course <laughs> you know um, all the rosters all the lineups uh but besides texas got to go with an old uh former ecu assistant link jarrett who was uh tabbed as coach of the year in one of the po- uh, one of the uh college baseball outlets yeah um so i wouldn't mind seeing the golden domers uh uh win it all um <laughs> i just saw this on twitter somebody had made a uh, tinder profile of linda 73 years old linda mcmahon east carolina university <laughs> newly single don't <laughs> don't know how this app works looking for an honest man not a genetic jackhammer mother of a beautiful smart intelligent daughter and a boy <laughs> that is the fake tinder profile of linda mcmahon so all right there's that internet is undefeated uh we got portal news and regarding ecu baseball the trend continues my favorite players um my favorite basketball player left my favorite baseball guy after uh getting to know these guys and talking to them was was Ryder giles he was my guy great guy fun to talk to great sense of humor uh rider giles has entered the transfer portal rider was an everyday shortstop until he was taken out of the lineup he then became a friday starter for a while and uh, guys seemed to figure him out and then towards the end of the year was a a pinch hitter a sack bunner uh still came in in relief every now and then but just uh gave it all for the ecu baseball program the ultimate team guy and he is going to he's entering the transfer portal i'm assuming to to try to become an everyday shortstop for somebody again so uh definitely going to miss him going to miss talking to him but Ryder giles entering the portal uh kids are going to be upset their favorite walk-up song will not be happening next year (laughs) carter cunningham also entering the transfer portal so uh, a couple of pirates who we saw a lot of in 2022 will not be on the team in 2023 yeah and uh i think i was looking at carter cunningham as a uh major contributor for this baseball program for years to come uh i feel like we didn't see much of carter uh toward the tail end of the season saw more early on than late yeah yeah and saw him coming in in a dh role or a pinch hitting role and saw a lot of them uh early in the year starting right field but uh i guess you know not playing towards the tail end of the year maybe he wants to play 
throughout the whole year somewhere else. And then Ryder Giles is someone we got to know here on Pirate Radio and through the Players' Lounge. And what a great guy, what a mature uh, young man he is. And he's been a great contributor for this uh, for this baseball program. Playing a lot of shortstop until this year he had to make a decision. I think this was on his own. He went up to Coach Cliff Gow and said, I'll do whatever I have to do to help this baseball program. And that was – entering the uh the rotation for this baseball for this baseball team and we just thank Ryder for everything he did for ECU baseball and wish him the best moving forward all right and uh we'll talk to Cliff Godwin on Monday's edition of Pirate Radio Live about the portal exits and potential portal entries uh how much will Cliff Godwin be looking at the transfer portal to add to the 2023 Pirates I know he's not a huge fan of the whole thing but you you got to have a roster and you got to go out and try to find the best players so you know from a chemistry standpoint it's probably not what you want but then again there's a lot of a lot of guys that can come in and acclimate right away i mean you look at football last year dj ford became uh, a key member of the defense but also uh, sounded like a key member of the locker room so you can find guys in there that can come in give you some work and not kill the team chemistry it can happen yeah, absolutely, and uh, I, I really feel confident in Cliff Godwin, and you know, it's shown in the past his recruiting skills, and I, I really feel good about this recruiting class coming up and into the future because of what we saw at Clark LeClaire the past two weeks with the atmosphere, and I hope a lot of these recruits got to see what the atmosphere was like for the regional and especially that super regional and, uh, you know, guys will leave, you know, guys come and go, but uh you know, with Cliff Gowan's history of recruiting, I, I feel pretty confident in, in, in people coming in and contributing to this program. So, uh, yeah, Ryder Giles Carter Cunningham joining uh, three other Pirates who entered the transfer portal earlier this week. And part of that, too, is uh, making some room for new incoming Pirates that are going to be coming via high school, via JUCO, and, of course, via the transfer portal. So, ECU baseball, that roster is going to uh, – to take shape and and a lot of returners still got to see we, we got to go through the draft process too and make sure that uh zach agno cj mayhew carter spivey guys like that are back or you know they could get a a life-changing opportunity to to move on maybe they want to move on to professional baseball so still well, maybe they make a decision that. like bryson world did last year and turn down money to come back yeah and, and make a run at something and maybe that's what zach agnos and other guys will do uh but we shall see very well uh could be the case so uh there's your update on pirate baseball pirate football uh there are some scoreboard happenings uh going on i saw we uh, tweeted something about that as uh the old scoreboard at dowdy ficklin stadium was being they just removed the screen or are they removing the whole <laughs> thing in general we shall see the uh the, <clears throat> the screen itself has been removed the picture within the screen is pretty cool i was i just got to that one that is pretty neat uh, maybe they're going to a Fenway Park style screen where they update it manually from inside the scoreboard. God bless those people that have to do it on September third <laughs> and the rest of the September dates. Yeah, all there at home in a blazing uh, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Looking forward to that. Seventy-eight days away from kickoff. Yes, sir. On the David Price Construction countdown to kickoff, East Carolina and State touchdown, State. That's pretty good. Pretty soon we'll uh, start our opponent previews and hoping to have Gary Hahn on the show. He we'll joined us. Gary. Gary, what do you got? He joined us years ago and talked about how, you know, ECU looks at this game as their Super Bowl. 
classic state fashion. So hopefully we can get Gary. East Carolina on again. looks at this like their Super Bowl. Yeah, who you gonna have at halftime? Who's <laughs> gonna be the Super Bowl halftime uh, performance? Uh, you got you guys having Parmalee? Y'all having Parmalee or something? Parmalee. Petey Pablo gonna be there? Feels like Carolina. Feels like Stain. You gonna be freaking and leaking? <laughs> Alright, so uh, looking forward to talking to Gary. I guess we'll get Chris Haymeyer to talk some Campbell football. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll go down the list of opponents. And when we get into conference play, we'll talk to our old friend, Corey Glore. Hello. Which Robert says on Facebook Live. Hello, hello Robert. Hello. Alright, so uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Brian North will join us. I'm going to talk to North in a few weeks. Catch up with him. Talk about what's going on at East Carolina and in the world of sports and uh, whatever is on your mind on this Friday as well. You can shoot us a tweet at PR927FM, at Tweeting Clip, at Tweeting Churls, at Chan, PR927. Yes, sir. All right, nailed it. Take a timeout, come back. Brian North joins us when we return on this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in your very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right, Harold Varner has played five holes today. Two over on the day, four over for the tournament, and that puts him one back at the projected cut, which is three over par at the moment he uh bogeyed the first two holes so he's got some work to do some making up to do here if he wants to make it into the weekend at the u.s open the leader is somebody named callum Terran. callum Terran, uh as he is four under par and leading the u.s open on the buccaneer music hall leaderboard presented by the buck the buck all right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk some spurts with Brian North, who joins us today on the program. North, how you doing, man? Hot. I'm hot, Clip. Hot-blooded. Check it and see. I haven't talked to you in a while, North. We've been uh, inundated with East Carolina postseason baseball, which unfortunately came to an end on Sunday. Those Texas bats and uh, the weather, I don't know if that had a factor or not, but it was a long delay at Clark LeClaire Stadium, but uh, Texas was still hot when they returned from that long delay and uh, were too tough for the Pirates to tame over the weekend. Momentum's a funny thing, right? 7-2 to two on Saturday. Everybody's checking their airlines and hotels and bank accounts to see uh, how they're going to work in the Omaha trip. Two back-to-back home runs and everything changed, right? 7-4, to four, everybody got tight uh, watching in the stadium, uh, on the bench, and it just seemed like Texas finally just had seen all of ECU's pitching and uh, figured out, made the adjustments, and just started teeing off. And it just how that momentum just shifted on those back-to-back home runs. And, you know, it's, it's sports, right? And, and for ECU, that kind of that, 
that monkey on the back continues to grow a little bit of trying to get over that hump. They took a step closer, getting the host of Super Regional. Now they want to take that next step. And, and I've been telling people, you know, we get so caught up in the moment, finally hosting a Super Regional. This is the year. But this team was not the most talented team on paper. They probably, of all the teams I've been covering at ECU through the years, uh, was one of the least expected to be in a Super Regional. And uh, they overachieved. They got hot at the right time, but uh, started to fade there just a little bit at the wrong time and uh, just didn't have the luck they needed. But when you, you step back and take a look at the season and what they did, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, Texas is a super talented team who just, you know, they caught fire when they wanted to and got the confidence when they needed to. And, and so ECU, you know, another baby step forward. But uh, I know a lot of people really want to get to Omaha at some point here, and each year kind of that monkey grows a little bit bigger on the back of everybody. But, yeah. um, look, I see it. I mean, it's there. It's going to happen. And if they, as long as there's nothing detrimental that happens to the program, uh, they're going to get there. It's just a, it's a matter of uh, when, not if. Brian, uh, we'll see how far this Texas team ends up going this year. They are one of the favorites uh, along, I think, with Stanford to win the the uh, College World Series. But are they – I mean, they got to be up there as far as best hitting teams we've ever seen at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Are they, you know, one of the best teams? When you go back in your mind, who are the, the best teams that have come across here in Greenville, you think? Well, you know, South Carolina and that one yeah. regional where ECU won, uh, they were a pretty stacked team. And it's, that's one of those deals where, where history helps you. Like, you go forward and see who makes it professionally. Because that South Carolina team had at least two MLB guys in the lineup, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. And, and so uh, – so that's I think that's where history helps you out. Sometimes you don't know what you're seeing until you go down the road and you see somebody at the at the bigger stage. I like I keep forgetting Dak Prescott led NC led uh, Mississippi State past NC State in the Belt Bowl one time, and I'm like, oh yeah, that oh that that's that Cowboys quarterback. Oh yeah, he did. Wasn't a big deal at the time, kind of a bigger deal now, kind of thing, right? Yeah, he yeah he was a, he was a younger guy. People who knew he was kind of be one of those young hot quarterbacks, but then he makes it in the NFL. That just makes that how they beat NC State that day so much bigger, and I think that happens all the time. I, you know the uh, the the Hispanic Titanic. That guy is destined. He, I said Jose Canseco the first time I saw him uh, off the juice, and I, I think that guy is going to be one we see has a real good shot to play. I mean, wood bat's a little bit different in your hands, but I think that guy has all the tools to make it in the major leagues, and we'll be looking at one day. Oh boy. That was sudden. That was a very dramatic ending to that conversation. As North uh, was talking to us one moment, and then he hit a glacier, and we are trying to reach him again. Brian North going to join us uh, momentarily as he just completely dropped off the face of the earth. But he is back with us now, I believe. Brian, that was one of the more dramatic drop-offs we've ever had on the show. You were mid-sentence. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was in a tirade. You were rolling, <laughs> and, then, and Cliff Godwin cut the line. He's ready for us to move on and talk about something else, I guess. Yeah, most likely. Uh, you were uh, mentioning there about how history, like we can go back and and maybe rate Texas years. What is happening? What is going on? I don't know either. Hold on a minute. Is Brian doing like a Jeff Charles where he keeps hitting the button and he's hitting the wrong one? No, I don't think that's it. (laughs) Let me me see if that's him. Operators are standing by. Somebody does not want us to talk to Brian North today. Maybe it's his wife. Maybe he needs, I don't know what's happening. 
Let's see if uh, – all right, take three. Brian, are you okay? What's going on? <laughs> no, I'm sitting on the lawnmower, and I'm, I'm close enough to the house to be – to be connected to the Wi-Fi, but far enough where it drops from, <laughs> connected from the Wi-Fi. Personal so you, problems, man. You're joining us uh, mid-grass mow? Yeah. yeah huh? On the lawnmower, uh, mowing the, the multi-acres that I have here. All right. What you got there? Are you on like a, a bush hog or a zero turn, or what do you own? Nah, oh, yeah. No, I'm zero turn. I've, I've graduated through the years up to my uh, uh, Hustler Raptor that I've got now. So Nice. Yeah, zero turn. I think you can tell a lot of, about people, but you know whether they mow their own lawns. You mow your own lawn, Clip? Uh, yeah, I do. I use my my dad's awesome zero turn that he has like <laughs> down at the uh, the shop a few <laughs> minutes away. But yeah, I do mow my own lawn. I, I always think you're that guy that, I, and I don't. I, I'm stereotyping here. Are you that guy that rides the the zero turn to mow like for ten minutes where you could push mow it? No, 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 no. It's a lot bigger than that. Although, if you're saying I'm lazy, that would be a yes, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but I started mowing grass when I was a kid, but it was, uh, it was always a riding lawnmower. Now I'll do some weed eating and, you know, yeah. spraying and that stuff or I have to actually use my legs. But if I can ride, I'm, uh, I'm choosing to ride. I'm one of those guys that I look at somebody and I always wonder if they mow their own lawn. Like does Cliff Godwin mow his own lawn? Uh, today, I don't know, but I'm going to say for years, yes. Uh, Green County seems like a lawnmower guy. Yeah. All right. Mike Houston. Today, I'm going to say no. <laughs> graduated, right? Yeah. So, probably was a lawnmower, but graduated. I never got that big contract that those guys got either. So <laughs> that kind of changes things. So when you mow the lawn, Brian, what are you are you listening to anything? Do you have headphones? No, I'm the old farm boy, which you don't impede your hearing because hearing is how you hear potential problems and issues. So no, I'm a thinker. I'm oh, God, that's scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there's no doubt. I've solved all the world's problems and then some while I'm up here for two plus hours. Yeah, um, yeah, I've gone from. In fact, I've gone from music to podcast to now, just uh, yeah, going going with my own thoughts and my surroundings and all that stuff. So there you go. The older you get, the more you talk to yourself and solve the world's problems. Yeah, you think Shirley? You think, you think Shirley mows her lawn? Uh yeah, I know for a fact Shirley mows her lawn. Oh. Up until this year, I mowed two lawns. I would mow my lawn and my mom's lawn, but this year I chose to pay someone else to do my mother's yard because I'm too tired. <laughs> pushing or riding? Oh, pushing. I don't ever ride. Whoa. I have never, I have actually never, uh, I don't personally have never, I personally have never owned a riding lawnmower. I have cut grass with a riding lawnmower when I worked down at camp. I used to cut grass down there with a riding lawnmower, but personally, uh, it's always been a push mower, no matter how big the yard is. Yeah, I would have pegged you on that one. Yep, I can see that. It, you got a listener like Redbeard. Redbeard's that <clears throat> has the cooler on the on the riding mower when he goes. And probably so. Next one every, you know, yeah. So you got people out there that you can peg them. Uh, so do you find cutting grass uh, an enjoyable activity? No. Okay, you don't. Okay. It's, yeah, I find I, it therapeutic. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes it's okay. Like I'm okay for the first my, five mows of the year. <clears throat> I'm over it. Yeah, uh, it becomes a chore after that. And and see, I, I've taken on too much lawn. If it's an hour, I'm good. But I've got a two and a half hour mow here. And Damn. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it gets old in a hurry. And and I'm that guy who's like a little too lazy. Uh, and and the mower becomes a bush hogger. Like I'm like, ah, 
there's a branch there. Might as well just mow over <laughs> That ditch there should be weed black. Hell no. I'm taking this baby down four-wheeling today. So, yeah. Uh, Robert says he mows 27 lawns. 27? Yeah. I guess he says and a full-time job. So, I don't know if that if that's his part-time gig. It might be. Just yeah, it's like, probably a side hustle. Yeah. Was he listening to pirate radio while he's mowing? Because what? Actually, Robert does that. He also tries to chime in at times, uh, and we can't understand what he's saying. And he says, "Sorry, I'm mowing lawns." So yeah, Robert is our lawn mowing pirate radio listener. <laughs> he's that guy with like the hat on and the headphones that droop down. He's got you know old mower he's got going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got my dad. One of my uh, a, a gift that my dad actually uses that I got him are some nice. Uh, nice headphones he can listen he's a sports talk radio and and music guy so there you go robert's the guy that's got the, the hat on with the canvas out the back to protect his neck <laughs> all over him yeah there you go yeah. good stuff all right north uh so what uh we, we switched gears this week and we're starting to as redbeard tweets out a picture of him doing uh donuts in a honda lawnmower that's pretty cool right there it's not him it's uh somebody on the internet but <laughs> That looks that thing can go. Uh, switch gears, start to talk a little football, Brian. Let me get your take on this as someone who's covered East Carolina over the years. Uh, my four questions that I asked this week, and question number one was, who? Uh, so for you, who's been your all-time favorite ECU quarterback to cover? Oh, you know, it's David Garrard, but Holton's right there, I guess. The Holton's career's not done, so that's where I give David Garrard the edge. All right, who's the most underrated ECU quarterback uh, that you've covered? Boy, underrated, gosh. Um, i got to think about it. I'll give you a few popular answers were, uh, mine was James Pinckney, which I think is the right answer. Yeah, um, oh, you're right. Danny Gonzalez was mentioned. Um, Dominique Davis was brought up. I don't know if he was underrated or not, but uh saw his name, so... So well, and Patrick Pinkney too Pat, was Mr. Muslim. I was going to mention right, Patrick Pinkney. Even you know, wasn't a great quarterback, but managed the game well. You can't discount winning championships. When I think he's like the most overachieving quarterback, Brian. Almost probably, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. For what he was asked to do, and he wasn't asked to do a whole lot, but when he was, he came through with some big throws. So James Pinkney was just tough. I mean, that guy yeah. had offensive line and just got killed all the time. Um, yeah, there's a few in there. You know, there's, there's a couple guys who, who never got great opportunities. Uh, you know, as we go on, you could almost say Shane Carden's maybe getting underrated because he gets mentioned a little less and less as his records get broken. And, um, you know, uh, not, not, I mean, he got a lot of accolades when he yeah. was here, but he, as time goes on, we, we don't mention him as, as some of the greats. So maybe Shane Carden's slipping into that underrated category. Number three was your your favorite play involving a, an ECU quarterback, and I went with Carden catching a touchdown in the bowl game because that was cool, but of course we had Dominique Davis to Justin Jones Hail Mary, uh, Blake DeFisher, Blake scoring a two-point conversion, uh, James Summers running over Virginia Tech, David Garrard running over a bunch of teams. Um, so there was a, I don't know, anything come to mind for you for best, uh, favorite play? Yeah, Gerard, Gerard, the three rushing touchdowns against NC State in 99 in front of the sold-out house. Uh, 
Um, that was a really good one. Uh, just any deep throw that he used to have was always yeah. fun to watch. But you can't. The game winners are always awesome. That Dominic Davis hail mary um, in Ruff's first game. That that certainly is. Oh yeah, most fun. Uh, Rob Cass missile uh, at UTEP. The miracle miracle in the mine shaft was also mentioned. The problem was that was like one a.m. in the morning and not a ton of. It was on a <laughs> CSTV, so it was hard to see. But it actually did happen. Uh, and finally, Brian, you've seen uh, a lot of games at Daddy Ficklin Stadium and at other places. How about best performance by an opposing quarterback against East Carolina? Ooh. And I, while you think, I'll throw out some of the answers we saw. Some people just went with best quarterback, and so they went with Favre for Peyton Manning. Um, a lot of people said Gus Farratt in 94-ish torched the Pirates uh, in a rain game. I went with Daniel Evans just because it was so unexpected when he had over 300 yards and three touchdowns against ECU uh, with NC State. But uh, Chan Man went with Taylor Heineke uh, when he played here. Byron Leftwich, of course, in the bowl game was mentioned. So uh, I don't know. Anybody else we didn't mention? Yeah. um, What's his name for Houston? Oh, yeah. uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Chris Redman's name from Louisville was brought up. Tony says Michael Vick, but I think it's because he was with you at that game. We went to that game, and if I recall, Vick didn't do much. He was still Michael Vick, but that was like a beamer ball defensive touchdown. That was a weird one that Thursday night. That, that was over before it started. All the hype between Gerard and, and Michael Vick, and then special teams for Virginia Tech and defense just came out and smoked them and yeah. didn't have to do anything. So, yeah, that was a big one. I'll give you one that probably no one else remembers but me, but Memphis quarterback Scott Shear. He was Rip Shear's son. He should he never should have played Division One football, but was on the team because Rip was the head coach, and Memphis was down to like fourth string quarterback, and he started against ECU and won, and that was such a great father son moment for Memphis. Just because I knew Rip Shear from his days at JMU, that's one that stands out to me. The okay. fourth string quarterback beat ECU. That was a great father son moment. And on that note, you reminded me that I received a lot of answers to that question, Brian. Whoever the backup quarterback was starting that particular day against ECU, because that's. <laughs> That's a thing, right? Or at least we think it's a thing because we have been burned by the backup so many times. Yeah, it feels like there's a, there is a history there with that. But oh god, Louisville had a couple of good quarterbacks. Yeah, the guy there, there was a guy who was uh, parents were deaf and used to do sign language. Left-handed quarterback, uh, la 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 something, la fever, la fleur, la yeah. Give it night. Um. So yeah, they keep popping into my head over and over here. So yeah, there's definitely. But Byron uh, Leftwich in that bowl game, second half of that bowl game in um, in Mobile, Alabama. That was that was sick. Uh, yeah, people are still disgusted over that one after all these years. Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. North, what uh, I don't know what you got following in the world of sports right now. Well, tomorrow in New Bern is the Great Trent River Rats Race. I guess that's competition. I have to emcee that deal. So, so what is that now? Who's in the water with uh, with uh, beverages, uh, trying to get anything that floats and win races. So that is nothing more summertime in eastern North Carolina. Great <laughs> Trent River Rats Race. You've been out to Moorhead at all, or anybody uh, for CTI looking at the Big Rock this week? Oh, uh, yeah. We always send our rookies out there and, and – um, that's been an interesting week. Uh, Alexis Cruz was there every morning for us, checking things out. So we've been keeping an eye on it. Yep, it's, it's been it's been interesting. You know, Michael Jordan, of course, everybody wants to see him, and he brought in the big what, Wahoo uh, for about five minutes. And uh, um, no, it was the uh, Dolphin. He brought in the Dolphin. So yeah, it's been cool. But I, I covered that thing hardcore for like ten years. Yeah, 
And then I just felt like it was time to graduate, and I just let everybody else do it now because you can only watch so many of those big mercury-laden fish get hooked up on a scale and you know before it kind of loses its a little bit of its luster gets a little repetitive i guess over time yeah. all right north well uh appreciate you joining us we'll let you get back to your mowing and uh sounds like you got a lot to do there so finish that up and uh hope your uh your all the girls are doing okay at the north yeah, we're doing compound yeah, i gotta go pick them up at daycare here soon has never mowed along. I'm putting that on the record right now. Uh, that is uh, easy money for you right there. <laughs> easy, easy. All right, Brian. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you, Clippy. Brian North joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. Back to the grass mowing. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Wrap up hour number one. A lot more to get to on Pirate Radio Live. We're back after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back need some beer for the weekend the jarvis street bottle shop near christie's euro pub is a specialty shop selling craft domestic and import brews Along with wine and growlers, the bottle shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries, along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Love a good Lost reference. And uh, Rich on Facebook Live says, Brian North with a Lost reference, Le Fleur, a.k.a. Sawyer. Great show. Still looking for something as good as Lost to hit my television. I wanted to go back and look at some of the... First, I wanted to know that guy's name who he was talking about. And it was uh, Stefan LaForce from 01 through 04. Eighth all-time leading uh, Louisville passer. Chris Redmond's one. Brian Brom, two. Teddy Two Gloves, three. Lamar Jackson, four. Dave Ragone, I remember him, 99-02. to 02. He uh, put up some yards for Louisville. More recently, Malik Cunningham, 18-21, uh, to 21, is sixth all-time. Seventh all-time leading passer in Louisville Cardinals history was this former Washington Redskins football team commander's coach and brother of John Gruden, Jay Gruden. Did not know that had no clue of that uh but he is the seventh all-time leading passer in louisville history and uh john he could really he could sling it you know he, tell you what man jay man he's a good coach man but people don't really think about him as a quarterback man but people always ask me man why does your brother know so much man and i said well you gotta think man he was a killer there at louisville man he was one hell of a cardinal man he's a cardinal legend man <laughs> always great to hear from you john yeah good to hear from you what dude. are you doing now <laughs> you don't want to know man it is not pretty man <laughs> oh i'll tell you what i don't do now and that's send emails anymore man you cut off don't, yeah don't do that man cut off all email communication so uh all right john well thanks for hanging out yes man. sir man and uh work on that spider two eye banana man you got to work on that there he bit. is john gruden for sure for sure in terms of man if you uh if any man 
What are you turkeys got cooked up for Thanksgiving, man? What are you? Come on. How about John Gruden doing all the other voices he did? Yeah. Starting with. Uh, I used to coach at Gadby High School, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you ever. Uh, how about your Linville Joseph recruiting? Oh, story? man. Linville Joseph, man. He was a run stopper, man. And I tell you, he, he's played in the NFL for a long time, man. And if how, about, how about Mike Houston? Oh, I'll tell you what, man. They're a good bunch, man. And uh, you have to rise to that standard, man. You got a standard and you got to rise to it, man. You got to compete, man. You got to <laughs> compete and be physical, man. Come on. <laughs> we're not we're not tippy toeing around here, man. We're Gary Hahn? They touched them state, man. And like in the case IH red zone, man. <laughs> Started to sound like Macho Man a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brother. Let's go down to Just Tony, man. Slim Let's go down to Tony, man. <laughs> Tony, man. What do you got, man? Tony, Tony man. Uh, any other? Who else do you do? That's about it. Uh, nah, you do a little uh, Eric Collins. <laughs> Two booty. <laughs> Two Ooh. beauties, man. He knocked them both down, man. Oh, Terry, man. And, uh, of course, our buddy from Tennessee Titans. Oh, Mike Keith, man. Mike Keith. He's a good guy, man. Yeah. Touchdown Titans, man. There you 75 go. yards, man. Is that your voice at all? Or is it your... It's hurting it pretty good, man. <laughs> I hope we can quit. I hope I can uh, leave here, man, and put Chiller back behind this mic, man. Because yeah. my throat is hurting. Man. Well, I didn't have anything for this segment, so thank you uh, for doing that. Robert says <laughs> Jim Rome, man. man. Hilarious, man. <laughs> Romy, man. That's all you got, man? Let's go, let's go to the emails, man. Oh, let's not go there, man. <laughs> Don't go to the emails. Stay away from those emails. All right, we'll be talking NFL in hour number two with Tony Dunn, CalendaCatChronicles.com. Morgan Aylers said to join us as uh, well as Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show which I will do a quick look at the leaderboard, Shirley. What do you got? Well, I was going to tell you that um, just moments ago during the break, uh, Oklahoma just hit uh, a grand slam, so they are now up 12-3 to in the fourth inning. Boomer Sooner. All over Texas A&M right now. Early in that one, coming up later, it's Notre Dame and Texas. Could have been us. Could have been a seven o'clock watch along yeah. in Omaha. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. What a shame. Mm. Well, we have we would have probably done a watch along. I know we would have. It would have been a long day for us here at the studio. But how? But how much fun would that have been? But you know what? We did that three times in a week. Yep. Clip Brock. Yeah. So I mean, it wouldn't have hurt us to do it one more time. Nah, man. Nah, man. And probably tomorrow, we would have, we would have done like post game shows. <laughs> oh. But yeah. it done the whole shebang bang. The whole shebang bang. Instead, we're here about to talk about Baker Mayfield. With Tony Dunn. Yeah. Carolina what, Cat Chronicles. What a letdown. What a disappointment that is. Uh, Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield, we've been saying they're going to have new landing spots for half a year now, and both are still on their old teams. Uh, will something happen? We shall see. And it's been like two months removed since we last talked baker mayfield slash jimmy g moves yeah and uh and now it's back we're back on the same topic says it's time to start to dip our toe into the uh the real nfl talk for mini camp, camp is over so training camps i guess up next 
I guess that's what it would be next. Yeah. July? Gosh. End of July. I, I hate to pull a Troy D here, Clip. Yeah. But can you believe it? Two more weeks will be in July. I mean, to pull a Troy D, la- next week is the last full week of June. That's crazy. That is insane. That is insane. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Tony Dunn, ConeCatChronicles.com. We're going to go down to Tony and see what he has to say about the current state of the Panthers. We got a couple of NFL teams being fined. We'll talk about that and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. John Deere beer on the line. Bush Light, John Deere for the farmers. We got a full case coming your way in hour three of today's show more to go pirate live back with you after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event well keep it local and print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswearenc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio now let's head back in to prl here is your host clip barack Mac with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. John Deere beer on the line. The Bush Light for the Farmers John Deere Limited Edition case of cans can be yours in hour three of John Gruden Deere beer, man. (laughs) Yeah, man. All right, Tony Dunn's here for the first time in a while. Rocking. Oh, yeah, I guess we had two weeks off, right? Well, you were here one week, but we talked baseball the whole time. Right. And then last week, uh, we did not talk to you at all. We were celebrating an East Carolina victory over Texas. The last That's time right. you were here, Tony, you were asking really good questions to Mike Mullis. That's right. I was very impressed Thank with your, you. with Thank your you. questions. Tony going sleeveless today. Yeah. How you straight fit? out the gym. Came straight from takeoff fitness. And you're taking off, my friend. <laughs> I wish you'd take that off. You know what I'm talking <laughs> you about? You know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? All right. Uh, so, Tony, I guess we'll dive into some NFL headlines. We, Gosh, can you find one? Yeah. Oh, really? We're back to Baker in Carolina, right? What's uh, what spearheaded that being back in the news? Another day, another Deshaun Watson lawsuit, and another Baker Mayfield to Carolina rumor. It's just uh, every single day. Um, This started, uh, it got legs again when Jonathan Jones, who actually is a very respected reporter now with CBS, used to be with... Uh, the Charlotte Observer. So he kind of has his ear to the ground when it comes to the Panthers. I think still he has may, yeah, I think he still that. lives in Charlotte, or he did for a while after he left the Observer. And he said that there was a, a, a certain urgency coming with getting Baker Mayfield to Carolina in time. I guess for minicamp, or then now I guess training camp. Um, but who knows? And then I saw something today floating around that. Uh, Deshaun Watson could be facing an unprecedented suspension, and the NFLPA is ready to fight it. Oh, boy. So, I mean, I still wonder how the heck or what's going to happen with the Browns if they drop a year-long suspension on Deshaun Watson. And why would they get rid of Baker Mayfield if that is even a possibility? And every single Browns person says that the relationship 
between Baker Mayfield and the Browns is done. There's no resurrecting it. There's no possibility. Just like Rodgers and the Packers. Do you know who Bluto is? Yeah, he's uh, from Popeye, the Sailor Man. Okay, because the, the most recent tweet, <laughs> I, the, the most recent tweet I saw is somebody asked this Browns guy, "What's the chance uh, that Baker and the Browns can work it out?" And he said, "The same as Bluto's GPA." So I guess Bluto was dumb and he had a zero zero. Oh, is that? Um, that's I was thinking House? Pluto. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Which I okay. He must have had a uh, 0.0 GPA. Yeah. What is Bluto's GPA That's, uh, is really the question to Google. It's Belushi, right? So I, Animal House is one of those movies I've seen like parts of, but I've never sat and watched. Well, it was a little bit like, before our time. It's like kind of saying the blues, bro, you know, going John back. Belushi was Bluto. All so right. there's the reference. John and he must have had a 0.0 GPA. There you go. Um, how about I watched a movie this week for the first time, start to finish, that I feel like I've seen parts of, know all about it. I've even watched the TV show recently on FX, but had never watched Fargo from beginning oh, to wow. end. Oh, wow. The and old wood chipper. It is fantastic. What a great movie. It's a cult classic. Yeah. You know who's a Jason Harris? What was that? I mean, just fantastic. Like, because all the listeners know who our friends were from high school. Yeah, you and Brandon Manning are really bad about doing that, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, great humor. Uh, I, I just the whole Fargo, North Dakota talk language, all of it. Good accents. Was that it's Steve Buscemi, right? Steve Buscemi is awesome. Yeah. Why is it wrong for me to name drop high school people? That's not wrong. I feel like Bill Simmons does it all the time. Yeah, it's we annoying. Just, oh, dare it? him do it? Really? I don't care either way. Obviously, you do. I'm just saying. I I don't I don't care. You can do it. But it, I try to refrain from doing it. Okay, is all. But if but if I you feel like it's like an homage to the people that sure, we love. I mean, that's fine. And, and we have power behind these microphones. We can say whatever the hell we want. I can. You can say whatever. I know you want. I can. I don't even work here. Exactly. You I have, can do more than anybody. <laughs> you can't get fired if you don't work here. <laughs> I'll quit. <laughs> all right. I hate to break up y'all's uh, awesome. Conversation, we're not doing anything right now. I mean, but uh, talking... I have some NFL news regarding oh, a Packers quarterback, Kurt Benkert. Kurt Benkert has been waived by the Packers. What? He didn't know the playbook. That's terrible news. Yeah. Who would have saw it coming? It was good or terrible? Who would have saw it coming? Man. Well, right. surprised he Moving was on, on the team as long. I thought as this would get us back on the NFL track. <laughs> to to be, you know, I guess the most surprising part is how long he was stayed in Green Bay. To be honest, because of the not only the stuff going on with Aaron Rodgers, right, and then you have the love, yeah, Jordan Love, yeah, and I mean, why would you even have all these quarterbacks around? Yeah, especially when Aaron Rodgers won't even talk to him. <laughs> I guess it's just to like help mentor Jordan Love. Yeah, uh, he was the guy that had to talk to Love since Rogers would. Yeah, I'm looking at keep him company, please. I think I've showed you that. Are you familiar with our lads? The uh, the website that yeah. has well, yeah, yeah depth I've charts seen it a long time ago because like team sites don't really keep up with their depth charts. So this is actually they try to keep up with the actual depth chart. I find it interesting that the Browns' fourth string quarterback is listed as Baker Mayfield. Ooh, they got Jacoby. So yeah, that's where they're was, good. Yeah, so the Browns have Watson. Brissett and Josh Dobbs, who is kind of a thing. Yeah. Steelers for a while. Alopecia. And then Baker Mayfield as their fourth. So 
it appears that they would be willing to move on if they got Brissett to play with him. Especially if – how much of the contract of Baker Mayfield – All of it. Uh, all of it has uh, – they, they pay all of it, I think. I think it's a guaranteed – if it's like Sam Darnold's, right? So Sam Darnold, I believe, gets a guaranteed $18 million because this is fifth – I think they're both in the fifth year – but, what, but so, but how much are they hoping the other team like takes on that or whatever as part of this deal to get rid of them? Well, that's what the Panthers are saying. They won't take it. That's like I think the whole the sticking uh, okay, point is that, the Panthers okay. want the Browns to eat half of it, right? So I don't even are. know. I'm surprised that all the 18 goes because usually the 18 million dollar or any guaranteed money can't be traded away. But I guess that's if it's prorated. So it would be just in that year. Oh, I got some good football news for you to continue this conversation. All right. Um, Robbie Anderson. I've cracked a couple of codes here for the NFL. We broke this on the C3 Panthers podcast Tuesday. Robbie Anderson is trying to force a trade. Is that what what he's doing? Retired talk is. That's where the retired talk. Then he he missed the OTAs. Then he came to minicamp and he couldn't finish a whole practice with hip soreness. And then he didn't practice in the next one either. And uh, the a lot of reports are that things are souring between the Carolina Panthers and Robbie Anderson. And here is what Robbie Anderson has all the leverage. He has, um, uh, I think, um, twelve million dollars. For this year, ten million is guaranteed, which is his signing bonus. But his salary is only one point eight million dollars. So, whatever team grabs him, I think is going to get him for his signing. Bo- I mean, for, for his salary only. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, what we could see. I wonder if we saw somehow a Robbie Anderson for Baker Mayfield, and the agreement be like you guys just swallow his contract, and we'll swallow Baker's. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Robbie has – he is one of those guys that, at best case, is misunderstood. At worst case, just has a lot going on. He's in his own world. He's either like – He's on his own planet. So dumb or brilliantly smart behind a facade of idiocy. Our brains can't comprehend it. Yeah, I think he might be on a different level. <laughs> now, he did – a sad day on Twitter happened ye- uh, yesterday or today, and that is Robbie the English got blocked again. So the Robbie translator. Oh. So it's always fun. The Robbie, and it was at Robbie to English, which is a great uh, handle. And he would interpret Robbie Anderson's tweets. The end of an era, he was blocked uh, by Robbie Anderson. Um, so I don't know. Is but look, is if Robbie Anderson has done some good things though, despite his lewd comments to a police officer when he about the police officer's wife when he got pulled over despite the weird like terrible tweets and all of this last year he forced a new deal with the carolina panthers which was smart right after a thousand yard season so his stock was high so he's been there two years yeah this uh, was, yeah he's had one season with teddy one with sam uh, darnold yeah, right right and if he forces a trade and gets himself to a better team and still gets paid he's making all the right moves he personally is, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's getting good advice. Either that is he's he's doing his thing. Uh, I don't. I'm I'm about tired of it personally. Yeah, I'm just like exhausted by it. But so how imp- I'm looking at the receiver depth chart. How important is he for this team? He's kind of 
And you know what? He was. He felt like he was a Deshaun Jackson, like a boomer bus guy. But he became a high-volume catch guy with Carolina. That was the surprising part. We thought we brought him in for two catches for 80 yards. Touchdown. Yeah, and uh, he was like an eight, nine-catch guy. Um, You know, high volume, like you said, and got to a thousand yards um, with not without a deep ball from Teddy Bridgewater. All right, I'm just looking at this. Terrace Marshall Jr. unbiased and saying the Panthers do not have a strong receiving core. Well, I mean, I guess if Robbie, if we don't have a strong receiving core because we don't have a strong quarterback. But DJ Moore is a thousand yard receiver. DJ Moore's great, and I think Terrace Marshall's roof is. Okay. Very high. I mean, All right. But, his but what, his okay. ceiling it's, is glass, and he's about to bust it. Yes, sir. I'm with you. The roof is the, what is it? What's the old Jordan? The ceiling thing? is the roof. Ceiling is the roof. These other guys are nobodies. True. Okay. So true, you true. do agree with that? I got with. I think with Robbie Rashard Higgins. I remember him with the Browns. He could be something. Yeah. As Brandon, without Robbie, they're nothing. Brandon Zilstra. He is a. Um, he's the awkward he's like, white dude that I called last year. He's the new long boy for. He's Tepper. a better version of Brenton Burson. <laughs> there you go. I knew that name was going to come up. Uh, Shy Smith. Shy Smith. He's yeah. gotten into never heard of him. He's a, he's a Curtis Samuel lookalike. Keith Kirkwood sounds like a pretty good R and B singer. Big player that net won't make the team. Is everything good with Shy Smith? Yeah, I think. Um, he well, he, he got into some. He got in trouble. some. Tr- he got in trouble. Got caught with a gun, yeah. and got caught with weed. But the original, the the thing that made the Shy Smith story even worse when is the police misfiled the report by accident in the beginning, and they said he got caught with LSD, and it was like, oh god, this dude done toast because you get caught with that, it's automatic felonies was he all a down. Pink the- Floyd concert. Yeah, like- I know. And it was like that's kind of strange. You just do it, and put it, and then it was like, no, they just like clicked the wrong button or something, and then it turned out it was marijuana. But <laughs> uh, that had the whole internet blown up for a yeah. minute. But that's one of those things that's gone away. It's been quiet. Uh, that's quiet because we got the cat killer, the fake cat killer on our team. Like we already got somebody. We we got a story that diverted our attention. Who's the fake? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and he is the linebacker. Look at the linebacker. Oh, Wilson, Damian Wilson. Yeah. What is going on with the Panthers? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think that we are trying to mimic the Browns. I mean, the Bengals, and yeah. that is fake like when the Bengals kill. have when the Bengals have criminals on their team, they make the playoffs. Yeah, they right. Don't, this is Redbeard turned me onto this theory. Yeah. Felonies get us to the playoffs. Pac-Man Jones had a yeah. great streak going every time <laughs> he get arrested. Bail him out to jail and make the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, I, how much did you guys talk on the C3 podcast about the transgendered cheerleader, Tony? We did mention it. Yeah. We did mention it. The story does have legs. How many? Long. All right. Uh, so, no, man, yeah. is that... Uh, I don't know what to say. I mean, what, do you, what do you even say about it? Is yeah. that... Who cares? All it's right. a nothing burger of a story. Yeah, it is. Um, but I guess a lot of folks start talking one way or the other. So, all right. So, this is where I kind of came down on it in the in the show is that first I like to preface that one of the things I hope that people don't take offense if I I don't know the terminology well enough to so I don't want to misuse terminology and then someone interpret it as me trying to slight somebody. So I'm just not well informed enough to talk about certain things. So I'm cautious to talk about... That is a very smart way to go about things. Yeah. Cautious to talk about this subject. 
The one thing is that I see some people in in, in the chat, like our the, our listeners said, the problem they have with it is their kids see like being forced into this, yeah. and the kind of in their mind a certain lewdness that came with it. And what I countered that with was. You're teaching them a bad message by putting women out there in a very misogynistic way, dancing and, you know, in skimpy stuff. Like, so if we want to take the moral high horse thing, we should probably be honoring women just in general more than putting them like Jerry Jones puts them in the cages up at the in Dallas. So that's all I, that was my only opinion about it was. I was always creeped out as a kid. I, I, you know because the cheerleaders when we get good seats to redskins games it always creeped me out that i guess they were given the order that they could not speak a sound so they were silent the whole game now at ecu it seems like antithetical to their purpose it's like you're the mime leaders at east carolina it was go pirates let's go pirates purple gold but at those games it was they did their pom-poms they did dances and never uttered a word. That is creepy. And it was very, very creepy, creepy to me. I feel that football is the place where cheerleaders make the least sense. Like I agree. They don't impact the environment. Basketball, or, during timeouts, you go on the court, you do your yeah, flips and everything. Yeah, and it's just something to keep. And it's the, more intimate setting. You're closer. You yeah. can see everything. Of course, that, baseball, would be the, <laughs> baseball would be weird if it had cheerleaders. But they don't. Thank <laughs> God. Right. They do. They're just all in the dugout with their hats upside down. <laughs> all right. So there's that That's story. Cool. We Let's, handled that, uh, I think, graciously. Yeah, it's it's nothing. It's not going to be a factor. It's just uh, it's a reason for some more people to tune away from football. I like how like people to. will be like, I'm not going to watch football. It's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. You are. <laughs> yes, you are. I don't watch football for the cheerleaders or the national anthem, or and they don't show that stuff on TV. I so know. you're still good to go. I know. You're just gonna I mean, I'm place. usually like at the at the thing getting beer anyway by the, at that time. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Uh, commanders and Cowboys have been fined. We will tell you why. And Curtis Samuel still doesn't play. No reason to talk about him at all. Nothing. He does not exist in my eyes. <laughs> Uh, I'll take a time out. More to go. Pirate Radio Live Hour 2. Back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at pr 927 fm join the close to fifty-eight thousand followers today now let's head back in to prl here is your host clip brock back with you pirate radio live i don't know what spurned this on but uh robert says hustle the adam sandler movie is awesome and great Tony, timing you just asked me during the break have i seen hustle i asked you the other day chandler if you've watched it yet and uh it was pretty good it was a good movie pretty it was good. like it was great okay it was great great it was a great sports movie when you hear adam sandler movie it was not that it was not like uh you know happy well, gilmore or one right of those. it certainly wasn't happy gilmore but it didn't i have not watched past like eight minutes of uncut gems 
It was yeah, it and was, it was why, not. Why that yeah. wasn't? I have no. I just haven't. That watched. was a good movie. Was it? It was great. Was it great? Yeah. Um, but I didn't think it was too serious. The the hustle, like hustle. It was it was not meant to be funny, but it wasn't meant to be over the top. Well, anytime you thought it was getting too serious, like Adam Sandler would do something silly, talking to talking junk to Kenny Smith and these other basketball players, like they were buddies. That kind of pulled me. That out. was fun. It was cool though. I always like when he talked junk to his prospect to get him riled up. Yeah, about his mom. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that. Um, Anthony Edwards did a good job as it was the great. main villain, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, the ball guy. No, the no, the player. Oh, the player, the, the player, the villain. Who the, is the yeah. owner of the Sixers? I don't know. I have to okay. look up the uh, the cast, but it had, you know, I'm not good with names, so it doesn't. Don't count on me on this one. I love real people cameos, and it was full of them. It was almost like fan service. Do you that. think that? Um, Hold on. Gosh, now the name just escaped me. Uh, Dan. Cortez. No, the sports guy. Dan. Patrick. Dan Patrick. Thank you. Do you think he was upset? He loves being in Sandler's movies. Yeah. Do you think he was a little disappointed that he just played himself? Yeah. You know, because he likes to do stuff like he was a cop in one movie or something like this. Yeah. No, I thought about that because he always has a cameo. And in this one, he is just doing the Dan Patrick show. And I think he was like, oh, you mean when they called him up, he's like, hey, I got a part for you. He's like, oh, I love when you do this. And it's like, I want you to be you. Yeah. Kind of lame. But uh, it was was good. It was was Yeah, I liked it. It, was it a Netflix exclusive movie, or did it come so. to just come to Netflix quickly? Because I think uh, Sandler has a deal with Netflix where he puts all his stuff up there, like Uncut Gems and and all that. Uh, let's see, ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Right on. So uh, it is a legit movie. Uh, it's a good sports movie. Like, yeah. is that it's a lot better than other some some other. His name was Ben Foster. I uh, Vince Merrick. I have, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm out of the loop. Have we not had many good, well, so I haven't seen Creed. I haven't seen any of those. Ooh, I've heard those are good. Good, they are. I need to watch those. Like, are we, because uh, Tony, you said we need to do a sports movie topic one of these Fridays. And I feel like growing up, we just had one to go see every week. I felt like it. There was a run with like Sandlot, Rookie of the Year. Um, they did a lot of kids sports movies when Angels we were in the young. Outfield. Yeah. Angels in the Outfield, did Little you, Big League. You said Rookie of the Year, right? Yeah, That's my favorite. The Major League Trilogy or whatever. Yeah. And and those were then just you have baseball. Bull Durham. A League of Their Own. Like the, there was so many. The Field Kevin of, Costner Field, Field of Dreams. Dreams. Field yeah. of Dreams. I, maybe we wore them out during that time. I just don't feel like there's a ton of sports movies these days. I wonder if it's this, is that like baseball is not as endearing to it's the It's not American, as pure. Yeah, to the people anymore. And yeah. football is harder to shoot a movie on. And True. basketball, I guess it's hard to make a – it has to be about real basketball players. It's kind of hard subbing in. But like I was thinking we had the replacements. Yeah. That was fun. There was also a good run of funny, uh, funny sports movies as well. Some water boy. Yeah, Gilmore did, or Gilmore. Sandler did uh, Happy Gilmore, Water Boy, yeah. did those. Uh, we had the remake of The Longest Yard. We were talking about Any Given Sunday, which was a drama, right. not a comedy. Well, there's some funniness in that, too. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we, uh, we're we not in that era of sports movies anymore. 
I mean, and then you had before that in the eighties, you had all the Rockies. Okay, we had the Kurt Warner movie come out, which I haven't seen. Which I'm not going to watch. Why not? Oh, God, we had this awful movie that Chandler told me was is hilarious. Is this the one with Sean Payton? The Sean played? Payton See, movie. this is another one. I could not get over this. It is, how is so Sean bad. P- <laughs> it is so bad. Let me see what Rotten Tomatoes gave this one. Because uh, Chandler loves it. Uh, 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Great movie. <laughs> and, dude, the, the... Are you being his, sarcastic? His, his, he loves it. No, oh, his he really his like assistant it. coach, man. <laughs> what he a was terrible so, character. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had The Blind Side. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It was a bad movie, but... You I, felt, I found myself... Oh, I had some great James, belly laughs. Mark, what's his name? James something. Kev, uh, Kevin, Kevin James. Kevin James. Okay. Uh, what What did you just say? The Blind Side. I'd never watched The Blind Side. It's, a good it's all right. I don't like Sandra Bullock with this. It's about NFC champion. It's about NFC champion Michael Orr. Yeah, Michael Orr. I know who it's about. <laughs> never heard. I just of want it. to say he was an NFC, NFC champion, with champion <laughs> Michael Orr. Um, and Super Bowl I have not watched the new Space Jam. I probably won't. I haven't seen King Richard. I have not either. Will Smith. I'm kind of I'm off this Will Smith train at this moment. Why there is, is that? a Jim Valvano guy? Yeah, the slap. I just I feel sorry for him. I just I don't know. There's a Jimmy V movie coming out starring Ray Romano. Oh really? He's, oh yeah. He's gonna play Jimmy V. I saw that. Foxcatcher was good. That was a weird I haven't story. Seen that one. Um. All right. So. We need some good sports movies to come yeah. out. 42 is a really good movie about Jackie yep. Robinson. I need to get on Creed, I guess. Yeah. The first one's really good. Uh, oh, Tony, your thoughts on the Saints Black Helmet? I haven't seen it. All right, let's show it to Let's him. look at it. Chandler said it was cool, right? Oh, yeah, I like it. I like it, too. Uh, I'm probably going to be jelly because I want a Black Panthers helmet. Exactly. Don't. You don't? No. Why? I mean, it's going to... the. The, how is it going to work with the black logo that we have you, you make, just put that in white yeah you put the logo you just make it in blue hmm. so there it is i don't like the i don't stripe. either the i don't stripe. Either. i think it would be cool if it didn't have that it's like a tie <laughs> it does. uh but just the black with the what do you call that thing uh Florida Lee. yeah that looks cool uh, that thing in the middle does not. Which is just a bunch of Florida lease. Correct. In a row. Don't but like it does it. look exactly like a tie. I bet you there are a billion Saints fans with that exact tie. I have an ugly uh, Washington tie that just has the Redskins logo plastered all over it. Very small like that. I have a great looking Panthers tie that has just Panther colors and it's the diagonal stripes. And then at the bottom it has a fresh Panther logo. It's real simple. Oh, clean. Nice. It is nice. So this year, right? Is it this year teams can go to the two helmets? Two helmets. Are the Panthers going to have a different color helmet? I haven't heard anything yet. Washington likes to throw out like they make it try to look like the brown leather helmets, and I don't, I don't like that dark, dark burgundy. I want to go back to, and now we're a whole new team. Oh yeah, we're going to have black helmets. I forgot along with our normal helmets, but when Washington wore the yellow helmets, it was. Um, the commanders are now going to look like the team that's in a movie like a fake team yeah yeah i'm trying to remember the year oh which that's another thing when we do our sports movie week 
we have to look up the teams that are from any given Sunday. The names are fantastic. There's like seven teams from the. How does uh, like uh, Washington State has two pro teams? <laughs> like two pro teams, but uh, the names of the teams are wonderful. Um, Kansas, they got the Kansas Twisters. Now, what are you talking about? Any given Sunday? Yeah, the, like uh, the opponents they play. If you look at their the team names, they have some wild names. These, uh, I love these. Uh, oh, units. yeah, that's cool. They got the yellow helmets. I like any of the, and this should be all the teams. The kids these days love the retro yeah. stuff, right? I mean, I walk around and I'm like, I see everywhere I go, I see a kid wearing a Nirvana shirt. I'm like, man, you don't even know who those who they are. I Come posted on. on Twitter the other day of uh, Xavier Smith, um, ECU linebacker, put out some pictures, and he's like, Wearing like a smashing pumpkin. He's taking a, like fashion pictures and he's got like these nice pants on and everything and he's got a Jeff Gordon <laughs> 90s t-shirt on. Like, like how many of us have that same picture and we look like an idiot kid with like yeah. braces. He looks so cool. Teeth. Yeah. And we look uh, like we look. Man, I, I'm not good. Until they can pull off a pair of jams. Yeah. When is that coming back? I know. It's all going to come back one day. All right, uh, I do have some NFL news and notes. So I was going to make fun of Dallas about this. Like, <laughs> and then you got even worse? Because Dallas got in trouble for too much contact in practice. And it was for the second straight year. And I was going to say this is genius by McCarthy because those dumb blockhead cowboy fans see that and they're like, we got the most physical boys in the league. <laughs> they can't handle our physicality. We're too tough for everybody else. And then Washington went out and did the same uh, thing. Even worse, though, you got two practices removed. The Cowboys only got one. I guess they're stripping practices for next year, 2023, Okay, uh, for conducting excessive contact in spring drills. Uh, they asked Jack Del Rio about it. He said it was just a dust-up. <sighs> I know. Well done. I know. Well, how, well done. How, Your thoughts on uh, how, the First Amendment and Jack Del Rio? However, <laughs> my thoughts are, I found it interesting that Ron Rivera came out with a statement that said, I take this very seriously. I have a copy of the First Amendment in my desk. And I was just like, oh, God. I think it goes back to the, that's actually true. And it, it goes be. back to when he signed Eric Reed. So this isn't the first time that he's had to like it just came off field these types of questions. So Jonathan Jones said that this is something that's like really true. It came off as like um like Trump holding a Bible or LeBron James reading a book and he's on page one and every time he walks into an arena, he's got a different book and he's on page one. Well, Somebody said, Hey Bron, you ever finished those books? And it had a complete um what do you call it montage uh whatever you call it that word I just, of him reading different books on page one that he never yeah, freaking read. never read any of it so it comes off as phony to he me. was trying to look smart yes uh, and he looks like a moron the thing with the just to clarify for people listening out there with the first amendment and in relation to what's going on with the nfl or anything in life is that the first amendment's not about your rights as an individual it's about can congress make laws about certain things so, I mean, if it looks, if you just look at the very first word, it's, a, it's what they call a negative right. And so it's not, it doesn't give you the right to do everything or anything. That's why you can't go on a plane and yell the B word. That's why you can't go into a movie theater and scream fire. Um, and if you try those things, I promise you, it won't work out well for you. I can't say anything I want to here without Troy or Jonathan. Exactly. Firing me or finding me or giving me 
two days off what to, the first amendment does is prevents congress from making laws on certain things yeah. right and so that to clarify that now i think that so i saw i was actually kind of i think it's interesting you see certain kind of social justice warriors, I call, you know, it was like, a, for me, the guy that I always look at is Michael Friedman, I think is his name on Twitter. He's a sports writer. And um, he said that this punishment to Del Rio wasn't big enough. He was like, oh, it's just a drop in the bucket. And I was like, a hundred grand fine is a legitimate fine. It's also the first time I recall a head coach fining an assistant coach. I can't, yeah, I can't usually remember. It usually comes the, from the NFL league does or it. the team. Yeah. I've never seen Ron Rivera, head coach, finds a guy. I just thought to that when it was just like, all right, look, nobody's going to be happy either way. If you are a person who supports whatever, you're going to be mad that he got fined at all. Yeah. If you're a person that is on the other side of the political spectrum, it's not. You're mad he didn't get fired. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was, I thought, man, a hundred grand is really not chump change. I guess that everybody's cool and everything, but if I, I'm kind of surprised Del Rio doesn't just quit and like say, yeah, I'm done with this stuff. Like, he, is, I mean, he wants to be in football, being a DC. He's been a DC before with good, co- like uh, for John Fox. I mean, like he's made probably making pretty. Yeah, good but money. you know how much politics has like ruined families and friendships and stuff. And I could see this happening with them too if they're not super tight or cool or I don't. Man, know. I bet you Ron Rivera told him was like, "We're gonna do this. We gotta do this. Like you, we, well, this if, is a lot of." Hey. If that was the case, they should have just had Jack Del Rio make a donation and not use the words "find" and all this stuff. And Jack Del Rio just say, "You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna." I'm going to make a donation to the Capitol Police, whatever. I think that it also makes it, you know, it, it kind of looks like a slap on the wrist. And sometimes maybe this is just for show. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And, and, Ron, and Ron Rivera knows that. Maybe Jack Del Rio knows that. You're right. Uh, you know, the other thing is we have a segment where we end our show each week with the ice up picks. And we, this is the one kind of time we really can step outside of sports and the Carolina Panthers, you know, is like, is like anybody can, you can talk about anything. And I always find when anybody brings up a political situation, <laughs> the comments afterwards are always, don't bring politics into my sports unless those politics match my politics. Yeah. Nobody, That's really what that means is because 100% is that, that if you say something, and it's what people like. They're like, oh, yeah, like support. support. Speak on that. Yeah. Speak up. Talk more about that. And then it's just like, it's less you. But I, oh, now that we disagree on something, yep. let's not talk about this. Only talk about it if it's cool with me, if I like it. And if I don't, then you should not talk about any politics or anything. I feel like we've handled a lot of tough things today very diplomatically yeah well if you don't take a stance on something we're you reasonable kinda, you could kind of right. talk about it <laughs> we did, duck, duck, if you go duck. one way or the other oh we're I'm we're a, dead we're in trouble yeah i started my podcast because i got tired of you said that it's ruined families and things like that i got tar- tired of arguing with people over i used to be kind of political you are i, I mean you're a history teacher yeah. but you were also big and you still get into it. I, I I just don't talk about it anymore. It's kind of sad that I ignore it, mostly because it only brings negativity, and I don't see any positivity, and I, I just don't want to go down that road. Which is kind of bad for like a republic where we 
I know. need to be invested. I know. It's not But good. then I'm like, nah, i just rather watch Netflix all day. I'm going to unicorns and rainbows this <laughs> thing. Uh, and just stay away from the drama. Y'all can do it. Uh, Troy's happy. Ellerby's happy. I'm out of it. All right. We'll uh, take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. We'll, uh, I'll ask my four questions of the week to Tony from a Panthers perspective. I wonder who his all-time favorite Panthers quarterback is. We'll uh, we'll hear that that. answer when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back did you miss the show on pirate radio well you can listen to all of pirate radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on apple Podcasts, soundcloud or spotify subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iphone or apple device and search for pirate radio audio archives now let's head back in to prl here is your host clip rock Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Tony's Cubs trying to break through, trying to end the Braves' win streak. And they just got a rule. We'll see. Fly ball to center is caught. Runner tags. Throw home. Safe. Safe. Yeah. Beats the tag, and the Cubs have scored in the bottom of the eighth inning to take a one nothing lead over the Braves, who have won 14 in a row. Oh, I the, didn't jinx you then Wednesday. That was the first piece of excitement we've had in this game. This has been a very boring baseball game. Or it's so hot there, probably. Yeah, but well, uh, maybe Chicago's not terrible. Cubs fans having fun in the stands as they do in uh, day games. We'll keep you up to date on that one on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Uh, do we have an update in Omaha, Chandler? You said you were going to keep me updated. Uh, last time I checked, Oklahoma hit a grand grand slam to make it 12-3 to Sooners over the Aggies. A grand slam. Harold Varner III is two over for the day, four over for the tournament, and still one shot back of the projected cut. So we're going to need a birdie here soon from Harold Varner III, who has played uh, 10 holes today. And we need something to happen soon for Harold. Aggies get a run back 12-4 to 4 Sooners over the Aggies. David Lingmurth is uh, on top of the leaderboard along with Colin Morikawa, who is minus five. So two uh, golfers at five under par, day two of the U.S. Open in Brookline, Massachusetts. No. What happened to the funny name guy, the Tyler Taylor? What was it? You were, I was he listening was, to you Callum Terran. Callum Terran. He is now three under par. No U.S. Open pool. No. Missed out on that. Just realized that. Uh, so, yeah. It's always next year. I think we've already gone through the third <laughs> leg of the Triple Crown horse race, too, right? Did we miss that? I think we did. Yep. So Fitness. I'm telling you, that ECU baseball, I just couldn't. It consumed a lot. I could not follow other things. It took a lot of energy, especially for you and that last. You guys, man, really. I mean, not only did was it a whole what ten day stretch of all the games, but then that the last game. I cannot imagine how difficult that would have been for. Yeah, I did not have a beer at trivia on Wednesday night. Really, (laughs) he was uh, detoxing. detoxing. Yeah, 
I mean, I just felt for Cliff. It was, I was brutal. Like, oh, it was God. brutal. I was thinking about it. all the people that work in that, and they just are like, when are, you know, it's, you think it's tough for fans. They get to go and eat and do stuff, and you're like, where? what am I going to do? Just sit here and wait. It was a uh, it long, was a long day. Your day. wife was out there, Tony Dunn. Where yeah, were you? She was. I, man, once, they, once I saw that rain come down, and they said they're not, and they didn't know when it was going to get back, I was like, man, I'm going home. <laughs> i'm outie yeah. all right so you know what we did tony we uh switched gears and started talking pirate football as we did our position preview mm. talked quarterbacks earlier this week next week we'll talk running backs. so that'll be uh maybe a topic when we join you next uh friday panthers running backs all time but today my four questions for you are who is your all-time favorite carolina panthers quarterback surprise surprise it is one cameron newton yeah I mean, how could it not be? Who Cameron Jarrell Newton. And I guess right. before that, it would have been Jake DeLone. Yeah. Because there's not too many options, really. No. Panthers are a young franchise, as it is. And DeLone had a lot of years there. So it was like... I mean, you can't go Kerry Collins. His good years were in New York and his getting in fights and saying racial slurs were in Carolina. <laughs> his racist like, joke years were in Carolina. <laughs> Steve Berline had big numbers, like, for one year. Yeah. I have a Berline jersey. That is strange. Um, I think uh, one of my favorite sleeper. I mean, just because it was awesome that he played for us when he was like 44, and that was Vinny Testaverde came in and played a game. I think him and Keyshawn were on the same team for the Carolina Panthers. What a squad that is. That would be, yeah. It's just, problem was, it was 20 years too late. All right, so post DeLome, there was some dark times, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, as really, it was just uh, two years. Really, okay. I that mean, was two the, and a half uh, years. Notre yeah. Dame, dude. Yeah, you had Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen. You had uh, David Moore. Moore. David Matt, Carr. Yeah, Matt, Matt Moore. Moore. Uh, yeah, and and the Carr kid. All right, so I can't do this for a lot of teams, but I can run over every Panthers starting quarterback ever. Uh, here we go: Kerry Collins and Frank Reich. Yeah, that one's a cool one. Uh, Burline, Chris Winkie. That was your he was one terrible, in 15 man. year. He was awful. Matt Lytle or Little, never heard of that guy. Here is a good year. Rodney Pete. And Randy Fasani. Randy Fasani. I remember watching when Jake DeLome came in for Rodney Pete week one, was watching it with our mutual friend Daniel Hager, and then DeLome took over for about a four-year, five-year stretch there. Yeah. Uh, 2007, Testaverde, Carr, and Matt Moore. Matt Moore was easy to root for, though, right? Yeah, he was one of those guys that people had kind of behind, like a Matt Castle that you thought was going to come out and like a Romo type thing. Yeah, like a mid round, late round pick that was that had some of the tools that you thought could have the development. Much from him, he stayed in the league for a while. He went and played. He was a backup, yeah, for Miami for a long time. Oh, he got crushed on the uh, sidelines in a playoff game. Remember, got decapitated, (laughs) and I was wrong. Delone was there many more years. So he came back. He hurt his shoulder that year. Played his first year in 03, his last one in 09. 09. Uh, yeah, 10 was bad. Moore, Clawson, Brian St. Pierre. Two wins, I believe. And then, yeah, you went to the Cam Newton era. We had Derek Anderson mixed in there, who blocked Tony on Twitter. Yeah. Taylor Heineke, the hero. Heineke. Heineke. Kyle Allen, bunch of Washington quarterbacks. Yeah. Will Greer for two games. Where is he now? You know, he was in Dallas, Dallas last time I heard, but I don't know if he's still there. Still in Dallas, and there was a lot of Panthers fans questioning that pick when it happened and probably still doing so. And then yeah. P.J. Walker, right? Teddy Bridgewater, P.J. Walker, and then we went to the Sam Darnold We're era. back in the doldrums right now. 
So there's just not a lot of guys to choose from. To yeah, be I mean, it's pretty easy to say Cam Newton here. Yeah. All right, uh, Tony, the, we just went through the list. Okay. The, the most underrated Panthers quarterback. Um, Matt Moore? I, don't, I mean, Kerry Collins? I, I'm going to say... Oh, maybe and like because he because he, he went because everybody thought he was going to be bad we like, and then uh, he went and um, oh yeah it took him to the playoffs early yeah. and he saved you know he did well with the Giants I still like the Vinny Testaverde story because he was it, literally they said I remember the game and he came and started it was on sh- a short week and they were like he was eating potato chips on his couch last week while the Panthers called him and then he came and actually threw you know was a veteran that threw it downfield it was all right how about two let's see 1997 carrie collins had 21 interceptions that's pretty impressive yeah um what you said 97 yeah what was his last year starting for the so 98 i guess he got traded four games for the panthers seven for the saints in 98 yeah i mean there was a couple of pick six games in there where he had multiple pick six early on but you know they threw him into the fire right away Tony, uh, your favorite, and Chandler, you can chime in here as well. Favorite uh, play involving a Panthers quarterback? Got bit by a mosquito in here. And <laughs> Probably here? one of those. Yeah. Bloodsuckers. Probably one of those long Cam Newton touchdown runs. The one against the, uh, the Falcons whenever he f- literally flipped into the end zone. Yeah. Thanks to an awesome Steve Smith block downfield. Um. I, you know what? I'll, go, I'll go with this. Cam Newton to Greg Olson in Seattle, week four of the year we went to the Super Bowl. My uh, my two favorite are from a, are non-Cam Newtons. Okay. And it's uh, Jake Delhomme to Steve Smith in, uh, uh, yeah. in, uh, against the Rams. Rams. And then Jake Delhomme to Masin Muhammad for the longest touchdown in Super Bowl history. How about that, Tony, being nonpartisan? Yeah, take that, Redbeard. <laughs> right on time. Did not see that coming. All right, uh, you said you, you got a couple answers for this one. Best performance by a quarterback against Carolina that you witnessed live? Um, the best one, <laughs> this one hurt. 2012, Peyton Manning is a Denver Bronco and we had a, a, an exciting rookie year for Cam Newton in 2011. Yeah, uh, the hype was there. Then you get uh, Ryan Khalil, who takes out a ad saying they're going to the Super Bowl. You got a lot of expectations for 2012, and it did not work out for the Carolina Panthers. The we I had sat in the Jimmy Clausen year for the first time in the lower level. And we had paid to get up there, and it was cheap then because we stunk. And I was like, I can't go back. I can't go back. So in 2011, I went to a game that was a little bit more. 2012, the hype train was there, and and we picked it on the opponent. A lot of times you pick who you're playing. You want to see a good player come in that you might not have an opportunity to see again. You don't really see Denver come to Carolina. I was at that game, too. Paid $250 for my ticket and one for my wife, too. Hmm. most expensive i've ever paid i think for a sporting event and he threw five touchdowns and like 500 yards it was just he murdered us he just carved us up it was so terrible peyton manning in that game that was peyton manning 2012 he He, that was 301 yards and one touchdown oh really it was only one touchdown i see no but i I thought so too that's why i looked it up because i thought he carved us up smoked 
uh, Demarius Thomas, Ooh. rest in peace, 135 of his of those passing yards went to him. Okay. I thought he'd carved us up, God. too. I, I now, thought he threw Now, I'm, right. I'm sure Drew Brees – now, I yeah, went to the man. downpour in 2013 uh, where Luke Keekley had, like, 24 tackles and interception. I want to say that Drew Brees had a pretty good game that day. We ended up winning that game. I was at a but, Drew Brees game in 2011 where they scored 34 points. They beat us 34 to three. I don't know. I mean, look up that 2011. But the one that really sticks in my craw, and I don't even know. So sometimes it turns out like I guess my memory, tra- you know, well, you build us. it up. Yeah, man, and bro. I think the money part just made me so angry. <laughs> I was thinking about because I was you were asking this, and I was sitting in there, and I said that Michael Vick game, and we just got beat down. But you're right. I don't think he. He had a good game. But he didn't I don't need think to do was, much. Yeah. Um, but I was at this game where Michael Vick defied the, li- the the laws of gravity against the Carolina Panthers, and he dove from the five-yard line and hovered one inch above the ground. And it was one of those plays I was watching. They show it on the replay, and, they go, and I go, there's no way. His knee had a toe. Something had to touch. And then they slow it down. You're like, man, he did it. So Vic got you in college and in the pros. Yeah, that's why I did not like. You know, I, I'm the only person in uh, in America that liked Vic more after the dog thing than before, because <laughs> he finally stopped ruining my life. He yeah. went to the Eagles uh, and ruined mine. Yeah, and uh, once again, so there you go. All right, good answers. So yours was uh, Breeze. Did you look up Breeze in 2011? No. No, that was, a, that was 2013. I was trying to think about Washington games I've been to, and I've seen Peyton Manning. I've seen Troy Aikman. I don't remember. They didn't have huge games when I attended them, so it was tough for me to come up with a quarterback that actually played good against Washington when I was at a game. The thing about that game is, is that it was a downpour, and there wasn't much. Uh, yeah, uh, Breeze was 30 for 44 in that game, 281 yards, a touchdown, mm. and two interceptions. Cam Newton in that game, 13 oh, that for 22, 181 yards and a touchdown and interception. Let me look at Matt Ryan's uh, box score. This was actually the last Washington game I attended. It's been nine, ten years now. Yeah, okay, there you go. Matt Ryan. I remember Tony Gonzalez had uh, some touchdowns. Tony Gonzalez, 13 for 123 and a touchdown. And Matt Ryan at 345 yards. So, yeah, that would be my answer. Matt. Matty Ice. And he's quarterback of the Colts, Tony. How weird is that? Um, may, now I don't hate him. Yeah. I think he's got more in the tank than Phillip Rivers did. When he went to yeah. Indy? Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. All right, Tony, enjoyed it, man. Let me out of here. We'll uh, we'll talk running backs with you next week, along with other... Ooh, that'll be a notes. fun win for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about how much you love D'Angelo Williams. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour three, big giveaway coming up. The Bushlight John Deere for the Farmer's Beer. Got a case of that. Got Morgan Aylers on the other side as well. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right. All good things must come to an end, and the Braves' win streak has come to an end. The Chicago Cubs knock off the Braves 1-0 in Wrigleyville today to end the 14-game winning streak. Harold Varner III had a birdie opportunity, but settles for a par, so he remains four over par. The projected cut right now is plus three, so Harold has some work to do in these final seven, eight holes or so uh, to get him a birdie and to try to make it to the weekend. Right now, Joel Dahman, a lot of golfers I've never heard of have been at the top of the leaderboard today. He is uh, in the lead at five under par at the U.S. Open in Brookline, Massachusetts. We'll continue our updates on the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and welcome on the birthday boy. And as we do, uh, I guess we're going to have to sing a rendition. Let's do this one at um, not double speed per se, but like a quarter of a... Uh, a speed uptick, okay? All right, you ready? All right, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Morgan. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Morgan. How you doing? Happy birthday, Morgan. Thank you, guys. I do appreciate it. Yep. Turned the big 27 today. The big 2-7. Oh. I was at 29 for the second time. That's right, 58. 50, wow. Wow. Still getting her done after all these years. How are you uh, celebrating your birthday, Morgan? I'm uh, going to have a little dinner tonight with the family, so it'll be nice. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, there's no little dinner with your family. No. no. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff, Morgan. East Carolina's baseball season coming to an end, so we're starting to to flip the uh, the page and, and talk some football, but how about your final thoughts on a, a tremendous 2022 season for Cliff Goblin and the uh, baseball Pirates? Yeah, they really just, I mean, second half of the year just played some great baseball, and, and it wasn't always pretty. I mean, there were games that they went out and they got behind and they scrapped and clawed and fought their way back to you know win a game where they probably shouldn't have won, probably several that they shouldn't have won, and um, made it to the read through the regionals and then the super regional, you know, the Saturday games, the game that, you know, I, the shoulda, coulda, woulda is of life, but then came Sunday, you know, Texas jumped out early, as you know, and went to a rain delay and bless your heart clip. I can, I can appreciate this. Uh, I gave you a call. I think I was coming back to the stadium about quarter to 10 and I gave you a call and I just said, I feel for you, bud. <laughs> you told me everything you had accomplished uh, in that rain delay, and it was quite a bit uh, because it was yep, so long. I did. Went home, went out to eat, and, uh, <laughs> went home, took a nap, watched some television, uh, decided to come back over there. And, you know, the guys were going to go out there and play. We wanted to be out there and support them. And what a crowd it was at 12 o'clock. You know, yeah. o'clock at night, there's 3,000 people still there. So the, 
that's a testament to the program that uh, Coach Godwin's built, testament to the fans and to the Pirate Nation. And we got to see some awesome talent on display, and, and it was neat to – to see, you know, Clark LeClaire with all the people there, but but seeing that Texas team, Morgan, that's about that's the best hitting team I can recall visiting Greenville. Might be the best team we've ever seen at Clark LeClaire Stadium. They're the real deal. Now we'll see how they finish it up in Omaha, but I uh, was very impressed with those guys. Yeah, from an offensive standpoint, if you made a mistake on the mound, they would yeah. make you pay for it. And uh, the first game when they have four home runs, I think on Friday. Thankfully, they were all solo shots. Yeah, right. Uh, but, they, you know, those pitches, uh, I know the one that Melendez uh, hit was like a slider that didn't slide, and he just he knocked it into the street. I mean, it was still going. And, uh, you know, those it's just a very good offensive team. I think if Texas is going to struggle, it's going to be with their pitching. Right. Defensively, they're a pretty good team, but, you know, they're not as deep as they probably have been in years. If they had would have had one or two studs on that team, I could very easily see them t- that team and the top two or three teams in the country. Morgan Ayler is joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Morgan, uh, we talked quarterbacks this week on the show, and uh, I've been throwing out some questions. I'll throw them out to you. Uh, who is your all-time favorite ECU quarterback that you are not related to by blood? I would probably – that's a tough one. I've seen some really good ones yeah. with Jeff Blake, David Garrard, Shane Carden, among others. But um, – I kind of like the beer truck. You know? Gerard. I mean, I remember, you know, Jeff and the, the magical year that he had in uh, the, you know, 91, that 91 season, which is magical. But, you know, David just had a great career here. And, you know, we love watching him grow. Met him when he was a true freshman and watched him grow and develop. And, you know, I'd probably say David Gerard. All right. For question two, we've received the answers. Uh, James Pinckney, Patrick Pinckney, Danny Gonzalez. I think a Travis Hunter was in there. Um, Dominique Davis. Uh, how about you, Morgan? Your all-time most underrated quarterback at East Carolina. That I'm not related to? Uh, <laughs> that you're not related to. Uh, hmm. That would be a tough one. You know, I think you, you, you had some good ones in there that, that didn't play. Uh, uh, Marcus Crandall. You know, he you know he had a great career, played for many years in in Canada. But could have happened if he had a broke his, had his leg broke. And he was after Blake and before Gerard. So even though he had all those numbers, probably still maybe underappreciated. Yeah, I think I think that probably you know he he would be up there with that. Um, but again, you know, there's it's just a different style of football as well that you know you you come through, you watch quarterbacks, and I've learned this over the years and. Uh, you've got to have every every piece has to be in place to be successful. You know, you can go out there and sling it a thousand miles, but if you can't, you know, stop anybody or do whatever, and then you know you're going to struggle. And um, but I think it would probably be Marcus Crandall. It, it, from you know, again, a lot of people love him, and I do, but I think again with the broken leg and where he fit into the timeline, I think it's Marcus Crandall. All right, for this one, you can include uh, people that you're related to. But how about a, a play, like your favorite play involving an ECU quarterback? And we've heard uh, Jeff Blake to Fisher, Jeff Blake two-point conversion against Pitt, Gerard running over people, James Summers running over people. Uh, I said the Shane Carden catch in the bowl game because it was cool to have a quarterback catch a touchdown. Uh, and there's been many, many other suggestions as well. Of course, Justin Jones catching it from Dominique Davis. So, how about you? Favorite play involving an ECU quarterback? 
That I'm re- I'm gonna sound. I have probably two. Okay. One that I'm related to. Not. <laughs> All right. I'm not related to. Uh, I'm gonna say it would be the two point conversion against Pittsburgh. I think uh, you know they called both of those plays. They called a the touchdown play. I think in the huddle, and they also called the. Uh, two-point conversion in the huddle, so they got real quick to the line. They knew it was going to be coming up once they scored. At least that's the story I was told. So I think that was just – I was up in the stands watching that game, and it was just phenomenal atmosphere. And I'm going to say that one to get them to where they needed to be. Yeah. Uh, the one that I'm related to, uh, I'm going to go last year against Marshall, the Tyler Sneed to Holton little trick play that they ran. Yeah. I really like that play. That was huge. Looked it over the, right over the shoulder and dove for the end zone scored. There's a long list of plays for Holt Nailers now, but uh, how about year one, the uh, the touchdown run against North Carolina? I love that play because if you watch the replay of it, you see Larry Fedora and you see his defensive coordinator about ready to crap their pants. <laughs> the expression on their face was priceless. If you go back and watch that, the replays, it's it's awesome. I uh, love it. That love was it. Big time play, and it was, uh, you know, pretty cool to to call that moment too, from a personal standpoint. No doubt. Uh, Morgan Ayler's joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. All right, Morgan, uh, go back in your. Uh... The, the list of time here because uh, a lot of names could pop up in fact i'll run off some answers while you think about it but best performance by an opposing quarterback against dcu that you saw live and and we we heard some you don't have to okay after what you got rainy day in georgia it was gus Ferrat and chris penn we were playing Tulsa. <laughs> yeah. richard petty day i want to say it was a cold it was like the aftermath of a tropical storm or something because it poured and you never, you always hear, well, it's raining. They're not going to be able to throw the ball. I think they're still throwing the football, and they're both retired now. Yeah. Because they just wore it out, and it was just amazing to watch those two play that day. They act like they didn't care, but that was, I would dare say that would probably be one of the, the biggest uh, quarter opposing quarterback performances I've seen. That was a very popular answer, Morgan. And uh, But nobody had brought up the fact that it was Richard Petty Day. Remind us what all that entailed. What did that mean? Richard, the King came down and they honored him. I think before the game or at halftime, and um, you know, he was doing uh, signings and that kind of thing. Uh, he had some uh, friends in in Greenville, Travis and uh, Travis Burton, his family, good friends with Richard Petty's son Kyle, and I think they sort of, if I'm not mistaken, sort of helped arrange that back in the day. And uh, they had Richard Petty Day. I remember cool. that. Got his autograph. Got his picture with uh, my oldest Jordan. Tells you how long it's been. Jordan now has got a picture of him and me holding Jordan in my arms. So can't do that anymore. <laughs> Morgan Ayler's joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Morgan uh, saw some East Carolina basketball practice pictures, and uh, they were posted earlier this week wearing a cool Pirate script pra- practice jersey. That looked good. But have you been able to uh, to check out any of the newcomers for Mike Schwartz's team for this year? I have not yet. I haven't even had a chance to meet Coach Schwartz yet. That's on my uh, to-do list yeah. here. Once once we get through June, the first part of July, I'm going to try to go over there and watch some, introduce myself, and get a chance maybe to watch some of those guys work out. And heard good things. I mean, I heard they're really getting after it and they're working hard. And uh, <clears throat> you know, it, time will tell. But I mean, on paper, it looks like they've 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 got a decent uh, uh, roster to work with and. Hopefully the the young guys will be able to come in and some of these older transfers and, and mesh and that's the key. 
and the fact that the coaches now can work with them a little bit during the summer uh, is really big. Getting used to a new coaching staff and new teammates, so they're doing that now, and they'll have to deal with the COVID mess they had to deal with a couple years ago. And uh, hopefully it'll pay dividends this fall, man. I'm looking forward to it. No doubt. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, uh, some other basketball news here in mid to uh, late June. The Warriors win the championship. Another one for Steph Curry. And how about uh, Curry, former Davidson player? Uh, Some big news today. Bob McKillop stepping down after a long, long time as the Davidson head coach. Yeah, Coach McKillop is one of the really good, not only coaches in basketball, but he's a really good coach person and uh, i think if you, you talk to his former players i had a chance to meet him many years ago and he was just as nice to me he didn't have to be and he was uh, you know he's uh you know that's that's a loss for college basketball it's going to be interesting to see who they bring in because you got some huge you don't have big shoes you got huge shoes to fill people say but it's just Davidson. well they, that's a team that's you know competes every year for a chance to play in the big dance and then from their league and uh, that's a solid program. They're going to have the, uh, um, some big shoes to fill there with Coach McKillop leaving. No doubt. Uh, as the uh, the college basketball world turns, we're seeing a lot of these older coaches hang it up now and uh, probably has something to do with the, the new rules and everything. It's like a new era of, of college athletics, college basketball. Bob McKillop getting out and uh, what a run he had for all those years with the Davidson Wildcats. All right, Morgan, uh, what's on your docket for your uh, your birthday weekend? You doing any uh, working or are you relaxing this weekend? Uh, yeah, I've worked uh, last three, four nights and off tonight and then uh, have a wedding tomorrow night. Uh, and then uh, two wed- uh, next week, go Tuesday through Saturday. Then we're off for a couple weeks and get at it again. It is wedding season. You're at the midweek wedding season, sounds like wedding season we're talking about wedding season <laughs> well enjoy it morgan and uh what's the number one request song uh this year at the uh receptions uh it's it's funny because a lot of people some people will come up and ask for songs i think uh some of the more popular morgan wallen some of the songs that he's got out now luke combs believe it or not from a dance standpoint, they're all the the traditional. All the hits. Play. Yeah, yeah. You just play play the hits, baby. Play. The hits. <laughs> Keep people smiling and having fun. Morgan, thanks for joining us, man. We'll uh, talk to you again soon. Thanks, bud. You guys have a great weekend. All right, the birthday boy Morgan Ayler is joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line on this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley, I heard a little lip smack, so that means you got something to tell me. Yes, I do have a scoring update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, brought to you by the Buck. The Buck. Uh, Texas A&M is trying to make a game of it. They have clawed their way back in. They are down 12-8 to eight in the top of oh, the eighth inning. One run away from me turning it on. Yeah, one run away. I so said three. We'll keep an eye on it, so if they score another run... I'll have to flip over there. I, w- I will I will interject in, with another lip smack. Right. So you can uh, turn it on. Right now, I've got the uh, the golf on the tube, and uh, haven't seen Harold yet. But right now, some Domin dude is five under par, and he is in the lead. Harold is still one shot off the projected cut. HV three four over par through eleven. Need a birdie soon, Harold. Let's get it. All right, uh, tell you what, Chandler, I think it's time to give away some. Sorry, that was a premature booty. <laughs> All right, let's try again. It's time to give away some 
John Deere beer. Shut up, Bubba Sparks. We're trying to sing. For the farmers, Bush Light John Deere beer. 24 pack. We call it a case. Cans. It can be yours if you're caller 12. And you must be 21 or over. 21 or over. Call in now. 317-1250. We'll give that away and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live after this. John Deere Beer. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Harvey Odom of Greenville. Walked away with a case of the limited edition for the farmers John Deere beer Bush Light cans for each case sold during its limited run Bush Light will donate a dollar to Farm Rescue look for these limited edition John Deere Bush Light beers at your favorite retailer today Bud Light uh, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. So we head off into a hot weekend, which is supposed to cool down, I believe I saw. What'd you say, Chandler? <laughs> I, I hope so, because uh, I'm supposed to be hitting the golf course tomorrow. How are you, pal? Oh, yeah, pal. I'm going to be out there. All right, so I need it to cool down so my utility bill won't be ridiculous. Can you say it again for the people in the back? Because let me can tell you, say, you, hey, sister, can you say it again? Yeah, because I got my utility in bill, and I got my utility bill yesterday and nearly had a stroke. Uh-huh. I was just like, no. Hey, if you don't die from a heat stroke, you'll die from a stroke when you get your bill. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying? Oh uh, yeah. The only stroke I want to be doing right now is the backstroke in my pool. Watch out now. You know what I'm talking about right now. Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I get no respect. I get no respect no at all. No respect at all. And I tell you what, my doctor, he's no hes no angel either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, 98 Degrees, Shirley's favorite band. That's what it is right now. <laughs> Not even close. 98 dude. Degrees? Good gracious. It is hot. Thank you, Chandler. <laughs> Thank you, Captain <laughs> that's Obvious. Been a, that's been a weather report. <laughs> How about this? How about this? How about, how about I don't this? care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Too bad. Saturday, high of 85, low of 57. Stop. 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 Hammer time? Sunday, high of 80, low of 54. Oh. You might want to throw on some long johns. You might want to get the long johns out. You might want to get the long johns out. Is that a, that sounds like it should be a song. You might want to get get the the long johns out. Yeah. So, uh. A bit of a cool down, a reprieve, if you will. If you will. If you will. And then I'm seeing uh, next Wednesday, hot sports trivia, 100 degree high for next Wednesday. 
So uh, it might cool oh, off a little bit. Thank goodness I'll be close to a pool. There you go. Don't don't rub it in. Sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. If it's any consolation, I'm going to be outside a lot, and you're going to be in air conditioning. You better so. hydrate. Shirley Who was Rose. our winner? Harvey, Harvey Odom. Ah, so it wasn't Kevin Cozart who called his shot today. Sorry, Kevin. Too bad, KC. Maybe next time you'll win the John Deere beer. Because we are giving this away, uh, at least one more of these away uh, this month in June. Uh, only one more Friday in the month of June. How about that? All right. Uh, tell you what, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Earlier today, I talked to Mark Greenhill, Golf Shop Radio Show. Unfortunately, not much has changed in Harold's score uh, since we talked, so that'll be uh, pretty much up to date. Uh, but here's my chat with Greeny from earlier this afternoon. Greeny, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Clip. How you doing today? Doing all right, and at the time of this recording, I'm doing better than Harold Varner third as I uh, came into today. Two over and not in terrible shape, just needed to play some par golf today and find a birdie or two and get himself to the weekend instead starts out with two bogeys uh on one on one one on two and now uh is in a little bit of trouble greeny as he tries to make the cut for this u.s open uh so greeny uh i don't know what what's been the uh i guess the live tour has been a storyline for this u.s open so far but how about you as we're through about a day and a half at the time of this recording yeah, this is, uh, and I think for your listeners, Cliff, when we get to the weekend, this is going to be exactly what the USGA has been looking for. I don't know if they've had it quite in like 10 years. It's going to be interesting because, you know, the weather in Boston is going to be around 60 to 65 degrees for the weekend. The sun's going to be out. They've avoided any rain so far. So this is going to be one of those deals where the golf course, they, they can probably get it right to that razor's edge, and the weather's not going to push them over. So they can push this golf course a little bit on Saturday and Sunday. And I think you might start to see that this afternoon. So that's going to be what to watch. I mean, we saw three under yesterday. The guys that played in the afternoon had a little more breeze than the ones that played in the morning. And the ones that played in the morning couldn't really get away from the ones that played in the afternoon. Now you flip the script. Those guys that played yesterday afternoon in the breeze played in about the same breeze today. So we'll see how these guys in the afternoon handle the fact that they've got wind and they didn't have it yesterday. You got to think that, uh, you know, par is a good score this afternoon. Looking at the leaderboard right now, and Rory McIlroy uh, has taken a bit of a tumble at the time of this recording, but he is still under par as is Will Zalatoris, John Rahm. You've got Colin Morikawa and uh, Scotty Scheffler right now, one shot off the lead. So how about uh, the guys right now chasing, I guess, Callum Terran? Can't say I'm very familiar with him, but how about the guys uh, at the name at or near the top? Who, who do you like out of this group? Uh, well, you gotta like you gotta like chalk. You got like number one, Scotty Scheffler. I mean, Rory McIlroy. If ever you said that somebody got momentum from making a double bogey, it was Rory McIlroy. I mean, he basically missed a green way to the right, and he hit three shots that went a combined one foot. Like, I mean, they went nowhere, and then he hits it on there finally about twenty feet away and rolls it in for a double bogey. And that's got to give you a little bit of momentum that you just didn't blow your entire tournament by making a seven or an eight at that point when it was well within means. So. You, you got to look at those guys. I mean, you know, guys that have won it before. Rory's won it before. Scotty Scheffler's got a major. John Rahm's, uh, you know, the defending champion. So, you, And Colin Morikawa's got a couple of the major championships. So that's what you look at from that perspective is that, yeah, you've got some guys that are, you know, maybe not that quite familiar with on the top of the leaderboard. 
But when push comes to shove Saturday and Sunday afternoon, you always look for the cream to rise to the top. Talking to Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. Boy, rough couple of days for Phil Mickelson as uh, he was back in our spotlight and on our televisions. 11 over par, missing the cut, Greeny, and uh, everything went wrong for him, it appears. Yeah, well, uh, you know, if you're the live tour, did you really need to spend $200 million on somebody that was going to, you know, shoot a bunch of bad scores in your first tournament and then come out here to major championship and uh, not beat too many guys. So um, kind of what we expected. I mean, obviously he hasn't played a lot of tournament golf. And, and by the way, the PGA championship last year was the anomaly. If you look at his record over the last, you know, almost three years, he really hasn't competed that much and, and been anywhere near leaderboards for the most part. So it's kind of what we expected if you were paying attention, you know? Where are we at right now with this uh, live tour, Greeny? They're starting to add bigger and bigger names, and now you wonder if more guys are, are going to make the uh, the jump to the live tour. So I don't know what what's the conversation like, and what's it going to be like for you guys on the Golf Shop Radio Show when it comes to this. Well, I mean, it looks like the PGA Tour is standing alone now because supposedly the DP World Tour, which is the European Tour, is allowing guys to play next week in uh, in their tournament in Germany. Hmm. So they're not taking the same hardcore stance as the PGA Tour has. I still think you're going to see more defections. I still think you might see a, another top player or two go. Um, but I think you're going to see enough to stay on the PGA Tour to still put that fight up. And the really question comes, you know, what, what happens when you get uh, when you get world ranking points? Or uh, is there going to be enough world ranking points offered to this new tour to make it worth the while for guys to stay out there? So that's going to be the real thing. And what, what's the talks when it comes to television? Because I believe Greeny, what, they're on, what, YouTube right now? So you go over there, you check it out. But I guess they don't need the, the TV money, but maybe the TV eyeballs would be important to the Live Tour. So what, what's the, the talk on that? Yeah, I mean, they're going to at some point need sponsorship. I mean, every well can only run so deep. And the fact that uh, you've got uh, no sponsorship, no real TV Avenue, no official world ranking points. I mean, there's a lot of things that could go on right now to make that thing not last very long. Yeah. It all depends on how long the Saudis want to keep funding it out of their money. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, East Carolina had a nice run in the uh, the baseball postseason, won a regional, came up a game short in the Super Regional, and was trying to go ahead and switch gears to football this week to get our minds off of that uh, sore subject. So I, I had some – we did our ECU football uh, quarterback position preview this week, myself, Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors. And uh, you can take it from a – I guess a Clemson perspective or, or just your football watching life perspective, but I want you to answer our, our questions of the week. So, Greeny, who is your – and, again, I put it in ECU terms, so you can answer your all-time favorite Clemson QB or just your all-time favorite QB. Who's your uh, your all-time favorite? My all-time favorite QB uh... – I thought Brady would be too easy, which is why I kind of said Clemson for you. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's funny. So when I was first at Clemson the, the, and a, as a freshman, the quarterback was Rodney Williams. And the funniest thing is, uh, the next year, I had a, a friend of mine whose name was Rodney Williams. So I'd say Rodney Williams is <laughs> my favorite quarterback. All right. Who's the most underrated Tigers quarterback, in your opinion? It would probably be Taj Boyd. I mean, I know we had a lot of success, but he's kind of the quarterback that, that allowed the Clemson program to kind of turn things around. He was a steep wasn't the you know wasn't the best passer wasn't the best runner but he had a very good combination and he just he got it done and that's that's what you needed at that point in time in Clemson. 
Yeah, and uh, a lot of accolades, but still could be considered underrated uh, for sure. How about uh, your favorite play involving a Tigers quarterback over the years? What Does a, a play or two stick out to you? Uh, it would probably be there was a, a, a run by Woody Dantzler oh, yeah. in, over, in overtime when he just basically you know went back, took a couple steps back, tucked the ball, and took it right up the middle in overtime. I think beat Georgia Tech. So that was just one of those plays. He went untouched, and everybody in the building knew it was coming, apparently, except for the Georgia Tech defense. <laughs> All right, how about this, Greeny? Who's the best opposing quarterback against Clemson you've seen uh, well, not the best quarterback, the best performance by a quarterback you've seen against the Tigers live in your years. Uh, when I was there, the most irritating quarterback was NC State's Philip Rivers. <laughs> uh, just jumping up and dumping it, the ugly motion, throwing motion, yeah. tight ends all day long, just wearing us out with tight ends and guys out of the backfield. Just it, it irritated me for years. And was able to do that uh, for a long time in the NFL as well. Uh, some big news coming out of Charlotte-ish, the, the area. Uh, how about uh, Bob McKillop stepping down earlier today, the legend there at Davidson, and we're seeing some of these, uh, some of the older guards step down with this new era of NIL, of portal, of college athletics, college basketball, but how about that news coming out today, Greeny? I guess it was Steph Curry's fault, right? Steph graduated <laughs> from Davidson and McKillop leaves. So let's blame Steph for that one um, since they took down my beloved Celtics. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just, I think these guys see the writing on the wall and maybe they don't appreciate this thing going on. I mean, I saw something today that said that high school kids in 12 states are eligible to get NIL deals. And to me, that's just the complete apocalypse of sports right there. <laughs> Greeny, uh, I know you got a lot of U.S. Open talk coming up on Saturday. What else is on the docket for the Golf Shop Radio Show? Yeah, we're, we're going to talk with Rex Hoggard up there. Obviously, we're going to check in with our man Bill Bender. And then um, we've got the USGA Director of Competition. But he was also the director and the curator for the, uh, the museum for the USGA. So we'll talk a little bit about some of the items that he has in there as well. Awesome stuff. Greeny, thanks for joining us today, man. Have a great show on Saturday, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks a lot. You too. Bye. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. You can check it out 8 to 10 a.m. Saturday morning right here on Pirate Radio. And as we uh, speak now, Colin Morikawa tied at the top of the U.S. Open at four under par. Scotty Scheffler has remained there at three under. John Rahm at three under. So you got some big names near the top. As far as Harold Varner the third. Still looking for that elusive birdie. He's had two bogeys today uh, to put him at four over and uh, trying to find a bird somewhere so he can get to plus three and make it into the weekend because that projected cut is still sitting at three over par. So we'll follow the end of his tournament here for the last 20 minutes or so that we're here with you live on Pirate Radio. Take another time out, come back, and have more for you. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. More to go. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a mixed day on the stock market. The Dow fell 38 points and closed out the day at 29,888. However, the NASDAQ was up 152 points points at 10,798 and the S&P closed out the week up 8 points at 30 uh, excuse me 3,674 that's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC now let's head back in to PRL here's clip all right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Uh, I have not picked up a PlayStation controller in about a year now. I went through a phase, especially COVID times, where I'll be playing MLB The Show. It was about my entertainment because there was no sports to watch or anything to follow during COVID times. But uh, I've gotten away from it. But a year from now, I might be jumping back into the gaming because... There's been a, uh, a lot of talk online today, and I saw this uh, from the, I'll read this from the Extra Points with Matt Brown newsletter that I saw on Twitter, but EA Sports College Football making a return. The expected release date is July 2023. Uh, Matt Brown says that uh, game development in full swing launch goal remains the summer of 2023 um which is awesome news uh there are i guess questionnaires going out right now to schools where you put in schools will put in information about band songs crowd chants and cheers as well as when particular audio is played during the game which makes me think maybe we'll get some customized uh third down bells and undertakers and turn your mic on and and all that stuff Bong. thank you chandler Bong. who knows maybe a purple gold is a first if down. we could get a first down pirates that would be awesome where it is a first down pirates pirates so pirates. you're gonna have uh some unique audio to each uh venue each stadium that would be pretty sweet also um there was a memo posted that said nearly 120 institutions uh conceptually have approved participation and even the holdouts uh have all sent uh their stadium and musical assets uh operating as if they're going to participate in the game um also saw this how much do schools make from participating in the game and according to this it says each school's guarantee is determined by their tier tiers are based on the number of ap top 25 appearances uh, finishes over a 10-year period so that will include the 2022 season so east carolina needs to make the top 25 if they want to make some cash off this uh because tier one a hundred and four thousand dollars that's something to fight for as a program <laughs> hey we need some uh ea sports money ea sports money let's get in, in our top, pocket top 25 i mean let's let's get that case we're ha- hey we're here to compete for championships and ea sports money we need that ea sports dough so uh 
Oh, this is cool. I'm 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 excited about this. Now it's probably gonna be on the next gen, I guess, like the most latest one, which is PS five, right? I think I'm on a four. So I better go ahead and start planning. Uh that I'm gonna need a new system because uh I'm I think I'm gonna get on board with this. This was one of the best games growing up, along with Madden, of course, and your other sports games, but college football, I still don't understand why they couldn't have just kept they couldn't come out with EA Sports College Football and just have you customize everything because, I mean, that's what a lot of games are are doing now anyway. Like that wrestling game I had, there was a million customizable, uh, customized wrestlers that people created to look like real wrestlers, and then you just go download them and put them in your game. I don't know why we couldn't have done this years ago, and you just had 120 schools, and you could name them whatever you wanted to, like greenville college or whatever yeah and then you make their jerseys purple and gold and you customize their names and like i would have got that i would have played that and uh but anyway i guess they're trying to do it right so they're gonna bring it back next year me and my roommate in college made alaska tech and we, right, yeah. we had like the toughest that was uh it was ncaa 06 i think that's what the game was and we had the probably the toughest schedule i think we started off with like lsu then we played uh like texas i used to love loading up the schedule and um like i would my my roommate would play the he would be offense i'd be defense yeah and i did the play by play (laughs) just to spice it up a little bit for sure for sure in terms of spicing something up a little bit now surely uh you used to play pong what among others yes <laughs> when's the last time you played a video game um, well it was 1992 i want to say the last time oh i know it Frogger? was uh, no it was um i want to say maybe last summer hmm. um i actually went down to uh, I forget the name of the place, but it's not that far. It's over there by Wings Over Greenville. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, the video games? Yeah, uh, yeah they have yeah. an arcade there that has um, some of the older yeah. uh, versions of some of the Nintendo arcade games. So I've been over there. I took my godson there one day, and he and I played for a while. So, um, so yeah, I think maybe last summer was the What'd last you play? time I played. Like Galaga or something? Yeah, I played Galaga. I played Donkey Kong. Um, the classics. Yeah, I, I I tend to stick to the classics. Uh, I think they have an NBA jam. Uh, I think they have NBA Jam there. Yeah. I don't quote me on that, but I think they did. And then they had a car racing game, and I love oh, yeah. car racing games. But it was more. This one was uh, like more related to some sort of anime series, and I mean the the game was obviously from uh overseas because none of it was in english so i had to guess what the heck i was doing it was called car race america go 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 yeah yeah. well i mean i i figured out how to you know basically drive the track but when it was telling me to do things it was in a different language and i'm like yeah i'm just gonna punch this and see how this goes america man car race the breaker has some of those cool games yeah Chandler, are you uh, old enough to go to an arcade when that was a thing before they got rid of all arcades? Oh, I loved them. Because um, that was a thing in the Chuck 90s. Cheese. Yeah. Probably the last time I went to a arcade was probably like a Dave & Buster's. Oh, the right. very first time, yeah. very first date I went on, I went to an arcade, and it was at Carolina East Mall. Oh, yeah. If you remember I, I where Carolina East Mall. I spent a lot East, of yeah. quarters in that arcade. 
Oh, yeah. Spent many a Back in the day when Greenville had two malls. Playing Ninja Turtles, uh, NBA Jam, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. Mortal Kombat was one. Finish him. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, your classics. Galaga, hands down, has always been my favorite. Um, I will absolutely abuse a Galaga machine because I'm banging that fire button as hard as I can go. All right, uh, Steve Hill says Nick Lachey sighting in Greenville. Is that a joke or is that 98 degrees? Ah, that's what that was about. Now, I have something I just wanted to throw out just because it's random. Throw it out. Um, Throw it out, sis. The Today Show released. uh, Are you guys into horror movies at all? Yeah. yeah. I am more into them now than I have been in past... Whatever. What do you got? I, I, well, the Today Show listed 55 of the scariest horror movies of all time. And, of course, you've got your classics. Your poltergeists. Your poltergeists. It, your you know, Your, your Texas, nightmares on Elm Street. Your, your Halloween. Yes. Um, <laughs> your you know, Friday Your the 13th. Children of the Corn. That's actually a really good one. Um of course, like the Exorcist. Not a, your Exorcist. Your, your Night of the Living Dead. Your human centipede. Your pet cemeteries. There's a couple of of, of more um, current ones, like uh, Cabin in the Woods. Good now one. that is well, we can't. I mean, we can give spoilers now. Yeah. That one's cool because it's not what you expect at all. Yeah, the ending has a very different. It is cool. It's a, it's a, a neat twist. I, I actually watched it. Cool, neat twist. Uh, I don't like horror movies. I like suspenseful movies. I don't like the blood and gore type movies. Those are not my kind of thing. But um, I did go see Cabin in the Woods, and I probably laughed more than I got yeah, scared. it's a fun movie. It is. Um, Us. Yes, the movie I Us. watched that. I saw that. Um, of course. Uh, oh, by the way, while, before. Yeah, so there's a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of advertisements for Jordan Peele's new movie. So Peele did Us, and yes. he did. um this is us no i'm kidding um uh, get out get out that's it and his new one is just called nope yep so i was watching a sporting event and i it was like and see jordan peele's new and they put in like an inflection on it like nope in theaters this fall so uh anyway he's got every time i hear the word nope i think of that gift that's got the little deer prancing through the the never mind um (laughs) of course uh hellraiser the Saul movies. Yeah, I've seen those. Um, Good twist. Uh, the Conjuring. I remember that one. Uh, of course, you, Nightmare. The Ring. Oh, yeah. Watched that one back in the day. The that cur- was scary. Yeah, the current version of It. I the most recent that. version of yeah. It. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say I've seen the second. I saw the original that had Tim Curry as Pennywise, and I thought he was creepy as hell. Um, Insidious. I don't, um, I don't know the names if I've seen these or not. Uh, a lot of them from the 80s, The Fly. The Fly. I remember that. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah. Goldblum. Uh, Child's Play. Yes. Purr, purr. We're friends till the end, remember? This is the end, friend. Uh, Sinister. My it, This one scared... It, most people thought it was not a scary movie. This scared the bejesus out of me. The Blair Witch Project. Yeah, just because it was different at the time and new and new. Even though if you knew 
that it wasn't real there's still a real component to it like this yeah, is creepy it, it only cost them sixty thousand dollars to make and they made 250 million dollars off wow. of it one of the first two to do like kind of some internet marketing where you yeah. like go uh-huh. to a website or they made it really really creepy well this scared me because when i was a preteen and girl scouts i got lost in the woods um on a girl scout trip well a couple of friends of mine we were our troop was walking on a trail and they have colored you know colors on the trees or whatever to let you know which trail to go on we were gossiping wasn't paying attention we went it, there was a fork in the trail our troop went one way we went the other and we ended up getting lost we didn't get found until late that night and we got a good talking to here's him, a so. movie that, here's a horror thriller movie that was uh that i found very interesting <laughs> And very scary, it's and I'm Kevin, not, a, and I'm not a movie guy. Is Kevin I mean? James in it? It is hilarious too. <laughs> Kevin James plays a killer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's Midsummer. Have you ever oh, seen? Oh yeah, Midsummer? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. on Holy the list. Holy cow! Of course, you got your screen movies. All right, Midsummer, and then the other one I think by the same person, which is uh, that movie that Harry I can't Astor think of the name of right now. The director. Um, there's a movie called The Babadook. I haven't seen. I that. haven't seen that one. Uh, you know, The Shining. Of course, one of my favorite vampire movies of all time, oh, Lost Boys. Hereditary. That's a, that's a freaky, scary one, too. A Quiet Place. Yeah, I saw that. I'm sorry. And um, Salem's Lot. Get Out is on the list. And the Amityville Horror. Robert says The Black Phone next theater, next Thursday at a theater near you. I think that's the one they kept that's showing the one, during yes. our watch uh-huh. along. Yeah. yeah, and I kept getting creeped out about it. <laughs> the Sixth Sense. Great movie great movie that also features one donnie Wahlberg. very uh, at the very beginning yes at the very beginning of the movie speaking of donnie, it is a very very thin donnie Wahlberg. speaking of donnie Wahlberg, robert says surely what new, new kids on the block july 22nd. july 22nd rbc center i've already got my tickets well you're not going to go then because it's not the rbc center anymore oh what is it oh pnc, PNC arena. arena i always call it the rbc center is the movie the others on the list I don't know if that's I considered did not, a horror. No, signs, Our, that's a good movie. Poltergeist, The Omen, Candyman, The Purge, The Purge, The Purge. Some movie called Fresh. The Purge, The Purge. Oh, the I've purge, seen purge. Fresh. That's a new movie, right? Yes. What year? This year. I saw that. That's uh, pretty freaky. Um, the Strangers, uh, A Haunting in Connecticut. Let's just say there's a little cannibalism that might be going on there. Oh, no way. no way. No way. Oh, it's fresh. Oh, shut the front door. It is super fresh. Literally, the last line of this, uh, of the, they give you a very, very brief, no spoiler-like synopsis. Yep. The last line says, heads up, the ew factor is off the charts with this one. Yeah. it. Li- that's what it literally says. It's ew. It's a last yeah. Yeah. Totally ew. Yeah. Totally ew. So uh, I was just curious if, if it, you know, some of these would have made it to your list if you could compile a list of... Tell us your list next Monday. I'm not a, a horror super fan. It's not my favorite genre, uh, but... Uh, what uh, Lies Beneath was not a horror movie to me. It was extremely suspenseful. That's more... Did they call it a horror movie? Uh, well, they, they... Yeah, that's what oh, they're listing uh, it as. That's with Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford. Well, if they include that one, one of my favorites from that time period was Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon, and I, I watched that one a bunch back in the day. And if they're going to go along with suspense... Well, first of all, it amazes me that there's one movie that didn't make that list that was the one movie my mother never allowed me to watch. Like, 
most of the time my mom was like, you know, if you want to watch it, fine. But if you get scared, don't come to me. You know, that type of thing. Debbie does Dallas? Uh, no. no. Uh, <laughs> my mom would let me watch it. I was absolutely banned from seeing The Hills Have Eyes. It's an old, old 70s movie I've, I've about cannibalism. Uh, it, it had it featured a family that apparently participated in cannibalism. Texas but, Chainsaw Massacre. Hey, the family crazy. that eats people together stays together. I've well, I I was absolutely banned from seeing that movie, and I still I, because my mother was so adamant about it. I was like, I'll never watch it. I'll never watch it. I'd, what a way to close out a show, folks. Yes, banned movies, creeped out. I like it. Well, I think because I've been watching Stranger Things the last couple of nights, season four. I see, I've got to watch that. I have you watched have, have you watched it this season or are you talking about in general? In general. You got to watch it. Uh, yeah, I have my roommate you, tell you me last You will love night. it. You yeah. will love it. It's it's right up my alley cuz it's set in the 80s. So there's a lot of 80s references I sci-fi, get. Sci-fi, right? Yeah, sci-fi. Um season 4 is much darker than the first 3 seasons, but it is really good. I am no spoilers, please, because I'm only in I just watched episode 4 last night. I'm not a sci-fi guy, but I guess I'll try. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, you were a poet and didn't know it. Kenny uh, Curling says the most recent horror he's witnessed is the uh, seventh inning in Clark LeClaire Game 2 last weekend. Yeah, I can't argue with that one. That was scary to watch, to watch unfold. All right, we'll wrap it up for the week. We'll see you back here Monday, 3 o'clock, on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man, I'm Cliff Brock. Thanks I'll see you a in. week from Monday. That's right. Shirley's gone next week. So yep. Next week, we're dedicating our shows to Shirley Rhodes. <laughs> who will no longer be with us for a week. Uh, We'll be back with you Monday. See you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.